Uh, hi, everybody, and welcome to the Final Femme. Uh, my name is Sydney. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Hello, Sid. How's it going? Oh, okay. I was waiting for that. That took you a while, actually. I was expecting you to troll me earlier. <laughs> now that I'm sad about it. <laughs> Anyways. Of course uh, not, yeah. Sydney. Sorry. Oh, I hate it. Yes, I'm here. We're a little punchy. We're recording about an hour late because we've had some technical difficulties. So get ready for a hopefully chaotic episode because I think those are fun. But uh, yeah, this week we did The Conjuring, the first one. Jack, initial thoughts. What did you think, buddy? Well, it was a movie. and Jack Uriah. Yes. <laughs> it was it was okay. It was uh it had some jump scary parts which were interesting and kind of kept me on my toes, but I I just again, I am just not down for these like super like religion is the answer and we're going to it solves all the world's problems. It it's just they're they're really dorky. Well, I very dorky. I really like this movie and I forgot how religious it gets. And at the second that started happening, I was like, oh, fuck, Jack's going to hate this movie. So hooray me. Had a good track rec record with them so far. Exorcist and The Omen. And now this thing. Yeah, but I actually really like this movie. This is one of my favorite recent scary movies. Of those three, it's the best one by far. Yeah. Well, it's actually scary. Yeah. There's some scary stuff in it. Hello. My kitty's hanging out. Hello. Um, oh. She's just kind of running around sniffing everything, so. That's what they do. Hi. No, that's not for you. No, thank you. Okay. Anyway, so, yes, The Conjuring um, came out, I think, July. Yeah, July 19th, 2013. So, this is definitely a more recent mm -hmm. one for us. Yes. It was directed by James Wan, written by Chad Hayes and Carrie Hayes. It stars Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, Ron Livingston, who I don't know if you remember him, he was the lead in Office Space. Oh, do I? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. And then um, Lily Taylor plays the mom, and she, I don't know if you've seen it, The Haunting that came out in like 1999 with Catherine Zeta Jones. Mm -mm. Lily Taylor is in that. The, your silence tells me you haven't seen it. That's fine. That's okay. I have it. But that's, that's a good <laughs> thing, right? No, I love that movie. But uh, I'm a so noob. I know. This movie was an hour and 52 minutes, which, according to Jack's new rule, does not pass what? the test. It's not a new rule. Yeah. Jack, you said if it is under two hours, then it is fine. And now you've changed it, it, it to an hour and a half. No, 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 no. And by that, I mean way under two hours. Jack, you did not specify. It is eight minutes under two hours. It counts. <laughs> it was too long. It was too long. Mm. It was too long. Anyway, so... Yep. Okay, well, I'm sorry. It was too long. <laughs> the uh, basic premise for this movie is um, we're following Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were actual demonologists mm. who started um, helping with paranormal cases in the 60s, I think up through the 70s. So we follow them as they go help a family in um, Pennsylvania? Rhode Island. Can it, Rhode Island. I had it written down. Rhode Island. Um, and they help them as they are being possessed by an entity. Ooh, <laughs> the budget for this guy. Yes. No, well, I was going to say, um, do you have any uh, thoughts on Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, as, as real people? Ed and Lorraine or, uh, Do we want to get into this at all? Or? I don't feel like I know enough about them to speak intelligently on it. I know there's some controversy with them. I know some people don't like their methods. Ed is a, let's see, he's a... Certified demonologist, 
or no, sorry, he's not certified, but he's recognized by the Catholic Church, and Lorraine is a clairvoyant. So yeah. she can see the ghosts, and then Ed can perform the exorcisms or help with them. So she's like Zelda from the Poltergeist. Was it Zelda? Yeah. Zelda. Oh. Was that her name? <laughs> the little one. Uh, oh, God, what was her name? I don't know. I don't remember. I think it was. Our uh, producer, which, ooh. Do we want to do this do now? That now? Or, uh, let's let's wait a little bit. Let's let's okay. Let's sit down now. We'll come back to it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I'm not like a big fan of these two, and this movie is super. Makes them it makes them look really good. They're the superheroes of this movie, and I don't really also, agree with that. But it's hard not to look good when you are Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. They're very attractive people. Which. Ed and Lorraine Warren were not, so... Okay, well, Lorraine wasn't a dog. Like, you wouldn't kick her out of bed. May they both rest in peace. Ed was kind of whatever. Uh, anyway, I just... I had the whole, like, <laughs> this guy, he's, he's an actual demonologist, and she's a... Okay, yes, yes. They they were kind of frauds, and they had a huge museum of a bunch of apparently spooky stuff that is apparently still around. Yeah, yeah, the you can go visit museum. it. We'll talk um, about that in two. So, wait... Have you done like research on them, or is this just like a mini dive you did because of this movie? A little bit of both. I've listened to some podcasts on them, and they're yeah. just—I don't know—they're—they're—they're they're, they're kind of—I don't know. Th- this movie absolutely makes them look better than they were in real life. I'll just say that. I feel like most historical pieces—that's probably true, yeah. right? Like yeah. whoever the subject is, they work to make them look good. Sure. And I th- and they had a hand in this movie, I believe. So they did. I I want to talk about that later. Um, okay. I don't really have strong opinions on them. I like the movie. It made for interesting content. They probably did see some fucked up shit or probably took advantage of some people. It wouldn't surprise me, but I don't know. Because I don't know enough about it, I'm like, oh, it wouldn't surprise me if that were true. How about that? They're the original ghost hunters, like uh, ghost adventures, like Zach Baggins. We've talked about him. Zach Baggins. Yes, we did. And uh, have you seen an episode since we've talked about him? No. <laughs> we should sit down and watch one. We can. We could just do okay. that. It's like a little filler one. That's a threat. We'll do it. Everybody write in and let us know if that's a thing you would like. We'll just do like, we'll do one episode. Or send us one you think we would, that would be entertaining for us to watch. Because they have a ton of them. That's fun. Yeah. I like that idea. So aside from Ed and Lorraine Warren slander, which everyone's got their opinions on it, totally fine. <laughs> My opinions are kind of neutral. So I'm like, eh, like. I could see them as being decent, or I could see them being assholes. I, neither would surprise me. All right. The estimated budget for this movie was $20 million. The opening weekend, okay, the opening weekend, it made $41,855,326. And uh, okay. let's, gross worldwide was $320,406,000. $242. So she made some money. Jeez, that is insane. Just a little bit. That seems like a low budget, too. $20 million for like a 2013 movie. I love that, too. And the effects are like good effects. So well, yeah. I don't know. The tagline for this is Evil Loves Innocence, which is gross. Yeah, it's, it's like the. But applicable. They go after the kids, that type of thing. That's what they Kind of speaks to me. And a mother's love. Yeah. Which is something Jack knows all about. Mother's love. Maternal love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any uh, cool facts? Cool facts. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you said like the the Warrens are pretty involved in this movie. Um, the the family that's getting represented, the parent family, actually visited yes. the set of the film, which is interesting. interesting. You can see, and I'll point it out later, but there's a shot where Lorraine Warren is actually in the um, movie. She just does like a little cameo for a, a hot second in the uh, like classroom thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess trigger warning, even though this is a horror podcast and lots of stuff happens but um the dog that's in this movie does die so sorry just so you know up top because i don't like being surprised on that shit horror animals or animals in horror movies like never horror seem to animals. do well it bums me out well, of course i don't they're horror, horror animals, animals. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of all the facts i have for this one i think the warren family also was the one who helped yes. with like the amityville horror house and all that yes. and annabelle and all that good stuff. Do you have any other facts um, you want to share? Nah, I mean, okay. I guess I'll get into this now. That this house does exist still. Mm. Yeah, it's a actual house. It's in Bur- so this movie is supposed to take place in Harrisville, Rhode Island, and it's in actually in Burlville, Rhode Island. Burlville. Burlville. And the house doesn't look anything like the one in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like very old, very old. I noticed seventeen hundreds old. And there's like a website dedicated to it, and you can like do tours of it and stuff like that. Uh, you want to take a quick guess at how much it costs to do a tour? Ooh, yeah. Let's just, let's to just do say a we'll do a Friday and Saturday night booking um, for up to eight people. How much do you think that would be? Eight people. Like if we were going to go investigate, a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. Oh, like stay the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do I hate myself? Why would I do that? Um, we should go do it. We should like, do some like investigating for this podcast. Absolutely not. What? I would die. I would step foot in the house and die of fright and expire immediately. Well, no, what about absolutely. you? Oh, wait. Now, okay. Uh, do we want to introduce Ashley now? Or? Yes. Thank you. And I need you to talk about what happened to Snowy because um, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. Well, he. <laughs> Snowy. Uh, how can we forget? Snowy. We we wanted to do one of these investigations, and that's why I want to push this because I want to go to the this Warren house. Me and me and Snowy took a trip up to one of the, a cabin that was reportedly haunted. And um, what? Yeah, I, I sh- probably should have told you about this. Yeah, probably. I mean, but but you didn't want to come to this this uh, no the Warren. So you weren't. I you, never wanted. You to. weren't going to come anyway. So it was okay. So we had a good time. We were just hanging out and. He brought all of his equipment when we were recording. Uh, we just kind of recorded audio. So, uh-huh. But when he went to put a mic in the cellar, uh, he didn't come back up. And in fact, there was what? this, it was like a geyser of blood coming out of the, uh, ah! out of the ground. And I was like, well, I still want to live, so I'm going to leave. And so I left. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay. Rest in peace to Snowy and that horrible fucking death. I did not know that. I feel so bad. I probably should have called the police and like said, "Hey, maybe look for this guy." Like, maybe. I'm, I was. Uh-huh. Really... Do we at least alert his family? Um, they listen to this episode, so they will know. Oh, now. oh my God, we're so sorry. Jack is very sorry. I He's trash. I'm a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I probably could have helped him too. There was like a point where. Oh. I could have probably saved this, him. This but... is what... Shh, quiet. Quit implicating yourself. Let's move on. Hi, Ashley. All right, sounds like you should have kept those recordings, uh, you know, for evidence, because that, that, that's pretty much what you need. 
you know, to get an exorcism going. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. That was, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Ashley. I, I, I'm, I should have grabbed it. I just left the recording there. And I actually read in the news like last week, another group of people went to that cabin and listened to it. And it re- it did the whole thing over again. So I feel really bad. I didn't stop this. And no evidence, no priest. Right? Ooh, okay. wait, which, what are we talking about here? Exorcisms. Let's get into the show. <laughs> For the Friday, Saturday stay for up to eight people. Oh yeah, twelve eighty a night. A night. See, this, this is what I'm talking about. Holy this shit. this is that like yeah. let's let's go to the lobby. <laughs> let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> Do you mean predatory? Yes, I mean basically that's what I'm getting at. Is that this is just they they find a way to like shine the light on something and then make a shit ton of money off of it. That's, that's the Amityville, the movies, and then this movie. And it's like, it's yeah, just very sure. sickening to me to, uh, but it, it's, it's very ex- entertaining. The, if, it's exploitative. If they yeah. just wrote the movies, like as ideas, mm-hmm. great, great entertainment. But when they actually like believe this shit and like, we're doing this stuff back in the sixties and seventies, like that, that's where I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, it's like come to the set, see how much extra value you're gonna get for all the money on your old, you know, haunted plantation there. Like, mm-hmm. imagine the prices you could charge after this movie. Yeah, and like, exactly. And you'll get your you'll get awesome. interviewed and be involved in the like special commentary and the DVD. I'm sorry, yeah. Sid. I am killing this for you. Well, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, it's okay. Well, you know, Jack. Yeah. This reminds me oh. of another thing where if if they had just. If they had just stayed with the idea of the film and it had been a separate thing aside from a book and they hadn't shat upon it, then we would uh, it'd be fine. What are we talking about here? Horror movie. It's so weird. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so the the movie starts out like a hotel. With, um... Okay. <laughs> Shut up, Jack. The movie starts with Annabelle Case. Annabelle Case, nineteen sixty eight. Um, and for those of you don't don't know, the Conjuring movies. This one kicks off the Conjuring universe. So, like, The Conjuring 1, 2, and 3, Annabelle, Annabelle Comes Home, The Nun 1 and 2. I think there's more. But, like, so it's a whole big franchise, essentially. So this is laying the groundwork for that. So Annabelle, Ed, and Lorraine Warren are interviewing a couple young nurses in 1968 about this Annabelle doll that they picked up. And they're saying... You know, the doll was telling us it's really lonely and it was just a ghost that wanted to be near us because, I don't know, it was a little kid ghost and it was lonely. Uh, I stopped you right there, Sid. And so, oh, oh, well, shit. All right, goodbye. This is where it would have ended for me. No, get back on the elevator. You're coming up. Come to the show. (laughs) Get out of the lobby. Woo! Right there. The doll's talking to you? So you would have ended the movie? I would have ended that relationship with the doll. Oh. Is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, right? Like, why are you like, oh, man, that's sad? Because they invite the spirit to live in the doll. And and then we, yeah. And all three of them. find out it's evil. All three of these people are, like, on the same page. Like, yeah, we started talking to it, and then it wanted to be around us more. So we get, we grabbed our roommate's creepy doll that apparently she owned 
and brought it into this yeah. place? It's kind of like the opposite of what uh-huh. they do with Furbies, right? Dude. Like, they would have tossed that doll exactly. right out yeah. the window. Furbies freak me the fuck out. We had one, and it, like, came alive at 3 a.m. Like, absolutely not. Fuck that. Mm-mm. 307? No. Probably a ghost. 307. It probably wasn't. It was probably a demonic entity. But Furbies uh, are. Okay. But, yes, to answer your question, I would have pitched that doll. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So, the Annabelle doll is real. Like, you can go look at it. But the Annabelle doll is a Raggedy Ann doll. Mm-hmm. Like, because I looked it up one time. And it's not that creepy fucking doll they made for the movies. It's a Raggedy Ann doll, which is, like, somehow creepier for some reason. I just unplugged my headphones. There we go. It's okay. Somehow creepier. It's okay. You don't need to hear what I'm about to say. Where we're going. We don't need us to see. So, the nurses are interviewing with Ed and Lorraine Warren. And they're like, well, we told the spirit it could move into this doll because we're nurses. We're caretakers. Like, that's what we do. We're just kind. And I'm like, I feel like that's a bad call. You do not invite a patient to come stay at your house because they're lonely. I feel like maybe don't do they're that. taking some of the medication they prescribe at the hospital. I think that's what's going they're, on. They're very young. They're very sweet, a little stupid. It's fine. Mm. So the girls come home one night and there's they find a note and it just says, miss me, written in crayon. And they go into their spare room and they just find the room is destroyed. There's crayon all over the walls. There's... The pictures are broken, so they throw the doll in the dumpster. Rightly so. As Jack said, should have thrown that thing away in the first place. Get it out. Get it out. And then they wake up in the middle of the night to, like, this huge banging. Like, there's a banging, and they they open the front door, and it's just that note again that says, miss me. And then there's a banging on the uh, the bedroom door, which that would freak me out. Like, because... They open the front door and the note and they find it was like, but then to hear banging in a different room that you didn't know something was in and they open the door and Annabelle's in there and you're like, ah! it, it, this, this doll scary. can teleport is what you're telling me. It's haunted, Jack. Okay. One thing. So well, there's probably several things. Here's one thing though. Um, <laughs> yes. Was the dog as ugly and fucked up looking before the little kid entered it? Or did this? Because I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm fixated on this. This roommate had this the doll. Doll? You said Annabelle. I thought you said dog, and I was like, "What fucking dog? dog?" Yep, yep. It's okay. Doll. Yes. I don't know. What? Why would you have that doll? The dog is ugly. Yes. I said dog. This is where you do you again. Background check your roommates, people. If someone has that doll, do yeah. not let them be roommates with you. I don't care if they offer to pay all of the rent. Don't let them come in your freaking house. Well, You're welcoming in the devil. Well, I mean, background check the doll, at least. Yes. Like, come on, no. Who made you? Where did you come from? Uh. So the nurses end their story, and Ed and Lorraine are pretty much like, well, that was fucking dumb. Don't do that. And what you have is not a ghost. It's a demonic entity, and it's attached itself to the doll, but really it's trying to attach itself to you. So, like, they're kind of setting this up, foreshadow for later for what's going to happen in the movie. But um, mm-hmm. the girls are like, and then the Warrens take the doll, essentially. Take it to their home. So for this thing being so goddamn evil, they're pretty willing to just hang mm. out with it during the interview. It's just sitting in a chair next to them. Ed. Well, they Lorraine. have the adults in the room now. Are they? That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of them. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why? It's Patrick Wilson. Who's scared of Patrick Wilson? I just want him to sing to me. Wilson! No, he was he was Raoul in oh uh, in fucking Phantom of the Opera. Beautiful singing voice. Yeah, but like he was in Hard Candy too. Yeah, well, I didn't see Hard Candy, and that's on cho- uh, purpose. On purpose, <laughs> that was a choice. 
Shut up. <laughs> on porpoise. What? On porpoise. <laughs> I did not mean to say on porpoise. I fuck this episode. <laughs> I saw okay. this movie on dolphin. I mean on porpoise. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Fuck everybody. Where was I? <laughs> Anyways, Patrick Wilson is great. If you're listening, Patrick, hello. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. So they, they take the doll. That's right. Thank you. They take the doll. And then we are in a college lecture hall. And Ed and Lorraine are essentially, you get the sense that they're presenting on this case. Like, so after we took the doll, we put her in our, we took the doll out of their possession. And someone asked, like, well, where, where is the doll? And they're like, well, it's in a safe place. And then we find out, like, oh, we're demonologists. But some people think we're crackpots and mm-hmm. whatever. And Ed reveals that he is a demonologist. He is not certified but he is recognized by the catholic church and lorraine is a clairvoyant so they've yeah been demon hunting since the 60s essentially i think it said in the um text on screen that comes up right after their college interview that they help with like over a thousand cases or something like that is that right i saw most of the on-screen texts but i didn't get all of it um i was writing furiously during this movie furiously it was a lot but yeah, and then, like Jack said, text on the screen, and then the, the title of the movie comes up with very creepy music, like, bah! Yes. I did like the way this the title screen came on, too, because it, like, slowly, like, comes up from the bottom, and, like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know, it's very, uh, very 70s, 80s uh, horror movie. Yeah, kind of like Star Wars, almost, how they, <laughs> like, go from the bottom up. Uh, the text was yellow, too, so. Yeah. A, it's the same movie in a galaxy not very far away Ed and lorraine warren are the you know it's just like their rap sheet or not rap sheet but their accomplishments <laughs> i would love to see the rap sheet show me the rap sheet uh, <laughs> yes so after we see their rap sheet it is more text on the screen it's 1971 in harrisville rhode island as jack said yeah and a car pulls up a station wagon pulls up with a family um to their new farmhouse and we've got uh, Roger, who is played by Ron Livingston, and Caroline. Uh, Roger's the dad. Caroline's the mom. Caroline. And she's played by Lily Taylor. And then there's five daughters. Um, oh, boy. I kind of I name them as they come up on screen, because when they first come up, you have no idea it's, who the fuck it is. It's just a bunch of teenagers running just around. Just a whole family well, dumped children. into your lap, and you're expected to know all these names. I don't get it. Too much. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. and Sadie, the dog, is played by Dusty. That is what? the dog's real name. Oh, it's dust. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, it uh, so it played dead pretty well later on in the no. movie. Sorry. Jack, I knew you were gonna do so that. Sorry. No, you're not. I know. <laughs> so then it's kind of just like a a scene of chaos. People are moving boxes. They're moving in, running around. The dog won't go in either. The dog will not go in Which the house. Which is always That's true. Always a sign that your house is fucked. Right? Like, the animals know. Let's start listening to our animals, people. I want to see some more horror movies where cats are involved. Like, do they just get along with the demons? Like, they're they're enthusiastic no. to be there? No, because I started... Okay, no? spoiler, oh. I guess, kind of not really, if anyone's going to watch Drag Me to Hell. But I started watching Drag Me to Hell, and there's this adorable fucking kitten in the movie. And I got nervous, so I looked it up. And this bitch sacrifices the kitten to the devil. No. Absolutely not. So you stopped watching it? I did. I turned it oh, off. No. I put on something else. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, I want the cat to be the, like, I want them to have some kind of personality and, like, interaction with the... Barometer. The, I want them to be the barometer of the demons, exactly. 
Did you just say perometer? Oh. I didn't, but I will now. No, no. Perometer. I didn't mean to good... give you a pun. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> that's so good. I... That was perfect. <laughs> oh, God. I hate puns so much. It's really punishment whenever you hear them. Stop! Ashley, I'm going to fire you. God. Out of a cannon. Where the hell was I? <laughs> I will fire you out of a cannon. That's right. Straight into the sun. Oh, speaking of sun, I was going to ask you, Jack. Um, mm -hmm. Do I see it much? No. <laughs> no. Um, I thought you would get a kick at least out of all the 1970s music. Didn't? Did you at least like that part? Yeah. Like the soundtrack? Yeah, that, there were some good okay. songs in this. And, um, and again, at the very beginning where they're talking to the dumb med students, there's like a weird like horn, like like a horn horn section. Yeah. And that was pretty cool I, too. I do like the way this director uses sound. Yeah. It's pretty effective because when it's creepy, it's like silent. And mm -hmm. then it'll he'll either bump it up when something happens or he'll just let the silence go on longer than you think it should, which makes me really tense. So like Annabelle's giant fist hitting the door. The the thumping. So, oh. Okay, you were looking at me like I was saying something terrible i wasn't i don't know what i thought you were gonna I, say i also thought you were gonna say her giant face and i was confused with the word fist i was like wait what oh yes her big fist hitting the door I just imagine like a, ginormous doll fist just slamming on the door outside boom yeah, that's fair that's fair yes so kids are all running around moving in and then carolyn tells one of the girls to call in april because it's time for dinner and april is the youngest daughter and she is played by Kayla Deaver. And she finds a cursed little toy down by a tree near the river. Because it's always the kids. It's always the youngest kids who are like, look at this creepy shit that I found. I'm going to make friends with the ghost. Is that cool? It's always no. the it's, Kayla. It's a very good point, Sid. It's always the, it's the youngest kid. They find something that mm -hmm. they shouldn't be interested in for whatever reason. And they mm -hmm. are. And then, yeah. It, Hustler. And stuff. That, that's like the beginning of the... The, the shit talking to creatures in the tv you know uh -huh. like talking to the friendly ghosts in the toys they're here i also thought you're gonna say the friendly ghost in the toilet and i was like don't <laughs> don't do that i'm just no, fucking on one today oh come on we could think of a good one right here it's critters it's critters uh, too ew, oh, i just meant like a, a good name for mm. like a casper ghost that's a in the toilet. But. Critters do had critters in the toilet. Oh, I, I don't want to think about oh what that means. God. So yes, April has brought in a cursed. It's like a. So this toy looks like a. Like a music a box. Circus tent yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's like a music box. And then it's got a little hypnotic. Yeah, Jack in the box. Yeah, a little swirly mirror. Yeah. yeah. Jack in the box. Um, Uzumaki in there. That should be a, that'd be a good Halloween. Huh? Yeah, true. Oh, oh. Um, I was just going to say, what were your thoughts on this house? So they're just moving in, mm -hmm. and I just put, this house is dumpy. <laughs> well, but they bought it at auction. Like, they got it from the bank, so it's not a new nice house. They just no. got it, like, we as is. We learned that a little later, so I'm but just like, like, the roof on the front porch is falling apart. Everything has this, like, yeah. poop brown patina to it. It's just, ugh. That was the 70s. Poop brown everywhere, baby. Yeah. They, they, and jewel tone. Thankfully, there was no wood paneling, though. Ugh. That's true. That's there was the a lot of jewel tones and poo-poo brown in the 70s. There was some wood paneling on that station wagon, though. Seriously. So I mean, much. Yes. Me in the car. Never mind. I'm not. 
Never mind. When paneling on the statue. Let's <laughs> move by that. Okay. So, anyways, April brings <laughs> in this object. So then, after that, the girls, the daughters, start playing this weird version of hide and seek, which no, in no world would I play this version. Like, I, especially I, because it's a new house. What? I was gonna ask you if you've ever heard of this type of hide and seek or played it. No, I. I kind of wonder if they made it up for the movie. But so the game is called um, Hide and Go Clap. Have you played it, Jack? Sorry, before I move on. No, 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 no. This is insane. Yeah, the game's called Hide and Go Clap, I think. And they like, um, they'll mm-hmm. tie a bandana around whoever is it. So you can't see. And then they'll spin them in a circle. And then you search the whole house. And if you think someone is there, you say clap. And I think you get three claps to try to find people. Um, and so if you can find someone before you're out of your three claps, then that next person is it. Fine. But you're searching the whole fucking house. You're going to fall down the stairs. You're going to bash your face in. And the parents are like, that's fine. We don't need five kids. So if one of them could accidentally like fall down the stairs or something, less mouth stupid. Like, why would you let your kids play this game? It's unhinged. They had more kids to account for this game. <laughs> they had a lot of kids because they knew they were going to lose one to go hide and clap or whatever. <laughs> I can go, go clap. Uh, yeah. It's the stupidest thing ever. You you just moved. <laughs> it's the, the day you moved in. Your shit hasn't even yeah. been unpacked. And you want to play this stupid game where you put a blindfold on and then don't know where you're going. Right. And they don't stay on one floor. Like they are. They're walking both floors. Like the, those stairs are aggressive. Like I will I, give. So the blindfolded daughter is or sister is Christine. I'll give her credit because yeah. she does make it down the stairs somehow. I believe. Doesn't she? Uh, yeah, she does. Or she's near the stairs, which is terrifying. And the parents are like, this is fine. I'm like, is it? <laughs> yeah, they let them I keep don't playing. Children, but, so, yeah, they are playing. And Christine, oh, I don't have that name on. I have the name, but not right now. Joey King. Thank you. She is played by Joey King. Ashley, coming in clutch. Appreciate you. No problem, Daddy O. I appreciate it less now. That was horrible. Thank you. Um, <laughs> she finds somebody in the closet but they accidentally like crash into something and discover there's a cellar in one of the rooms but it's been boarded up yeah and when they say boarded up they just and here's my wood paneling coming to bite me in the ass because it's in the movie (laughs) they put up wood paneling to hide it this is not boarded up it's like a thin piece of veneer that's covered so they didn't do a good job of actually hiding this uh basement passage not really yeah, so Roger and Carolyn start pulling off the shitty wood paneling, as Jack mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go down into the basement. Well, Roger goes down into the basement, and it's super cobwebby. He's fearless. I know. Like, I would not. He, it's super cobwebby down there, and he's just kind of hanging out. I'm like, no. I would just board it back up and be like, I don't know. They boarded it up for a reason. I guess uh, we'll never yeah. know. Yeah. I would probably throw, like, a flashbang or maybe a grenade down there first and then go in. <laughs> everything's dead now (laughs) yeah so he says we'll explore it more in the morning and the girls get ready and go let's let's point something out here yes what is his method of seeing things his eyeballs he uses matches okay oh my god Sid, you're (laughs) goddamn genius i know thank you he okay he uses matches (laughs) Mm-hmm. Does this family not have a flashlight? Right, because Lorraine has one later in the movie, but like this whole fucking family just uses matches. That's and, true. And this is, I mean, you hold matches for, I don't know, several seconds and you're like, ow, this is starting to burn me. Right. 
and he has to keep relighting them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what? The only reason they put this in here is because he leaves the box of matches down there on the top of the stairs, and this comes back later when someone else is down there. So that's the only reason they do it. But stupid. Oh, Just use the flashlight. I actually didn't even pick up on that. That's interesting. I thought it was to show you, like, hey, don't forget, it's the 70s. They don't have cell phones. Blah, look at the matches. <laughs> Lights don't exist. <laughs> Blah. So, <laughs> the, uh, the girls are in bed, and Carolyn and Roger are hanging out in their bedroom, just kind of discussing the day, and Caroline notices that Sadie is still outside. She won't come in the house. And she's worried about it, and Roger's like, nah, the fucking dog's fine, whatever, because Roger's kind of dumb. It's barking constantly. This whole time it's been barking, it seems like. I know. Sadie just wants to save her family. Poor Sadie. But, uh, yeah. And then Roger and Caroline christen the house. Uh, sexy times ensue. But we don't have to watch, which I did appreciate. It's just a fade to black moment. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I guess Jack didn't. It's the only reason I look forward to these. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, is it? <laughs> So um, I just love that they called it christening the house. Christen that house, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Must be a thing. Move in. Don't even have furniture. Get that champagne popping. At least I didn't smack a bottle of champagne on it. Like um, a ship. Is that how she got the bruise? Yeah, like a ship. Oh. Yeah. So yes, thank you, Ashley. Caroline wakes up and has a big ass bruise on her leg, and she's kind of like, "Oh, that's weird." And then I do like how the director does this. The dread builds slowly, which I always think is more effective. Uh, very slowly, but yes, slowly. Yes. Okay, too slowly for Jack. But <laughs> Caroline wakes up, notices she has bruises on her legs, and then she's looking at the clocks, and she realizes they've all stopped at three o seven, and that the heat's not working. So she goes down to the basement. She finds Roger down there just kind of doodling around. They fuck around on the piano, which comes back later. Not They don't actually fuck on the piano. They just... They, well, they just christened it. The, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Carolyn decides to go upstairs, make coffee. Roger is still farting around in the basement. He's trying to fix the furnace because of the, the heat issue. Yeah, because it's yeah. not working. Which, again, and then this guy yes. is like... He's a mixture of, oh, God, why do I do this every time? The guy from Hell, Hell House, <laughs> LLC, um, who is like the fix Tony, he's the fix-it guy. Tony. He's like fixing the haunted house up so they can have it ready to go. Yeah. He reminds me of this guy, which I can't remember his name the either. The guy in Dad. Roger. Dad. Okay. Roger. <laughs> yes, Roger. Okay. Roger. Fair. Okay. Um, I no, it's, I, I kind of like when they have a... In a horror movie, they have like a, a character that is either I think it's more in this one where he's just too oblivious to how like how creepy things are down there, and so he just is like, "What's well, a big deal? I got to take this wrench and go bang it against the furnace and fix it." And what everyone else is like afraid to go down the stairs. He's gone a lot too. Like we discover later, he's a truck driver, so mm-hmm. he's out of the house a lot. So Caroline also sees more of it than he does. True, true. So yeah, he's in the basement trying to fix the furnace. Um, thank you. Jack gotcha. and Caroline goes up, <laughs> goes upstairs to make coffee. April runs in and says, "Where's Sadie? I can't find Sadie." And Caroline's like, "Oh, she's outside. Just go grab her." And then runs off stage. And then we hear a little girl's high pitched scream, and we discover that Sadie is no more. Dun, she has perished. Yeah, it's rest in peace, Sadie. Rest in peace. Good Which acting, I do appreciate. Oh, shut up. They don't do a close-up on it, so you don't have to see what happened. You just know the dog died, which I appreciate. Also, Sid, you're going to love that. 
You're gonna love this. I bet I won't. I bet I won't. Uh, probably not. So, um, yeah. do we think the ghost did this, or the? I won't spoil this because we're going to get into who this is. But it, it, what I'm what I'm getting at is that I, it doesn't seem like the entity leaves the house ever, and it's willing to well, go outside to kill Sadie, which is interesting. I don't know. I don't know if like the energy just kind of zapped the dog. I don't know if the entity came after her because she was close enough and she was trying to warn the people inside. I don't know if the entity made a different ghost attack her. It always does seem like the dog is... It's always... Whatever pet in a horror movie is the first sign that something is wrong. And they're usually the mm. first to go. Like you said, like pets usually don't get treated very well in horror movies. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Right. I always thought it was kind of like, you know, when the birds were flying against the windows and killing themselves. <laughs> I always wondered if it was the dog that, like, ran itself against the house to kill itself. Oh. I know it's kind of dark, but... You know, that's what the other animals were doing. Sid is looking, dead around the Sid's house. looking more pleased with this explanation. I'm glad we... That is insanely dark. That just made me really sad. It could be. It's dark. It's not happy, but that's what Ooh. the birds were doing. That is true. I mean, yeah, it could be. That is true. Not rad at all. <laughs> In fact, not very Something rad tonight all. you said was not rad, Ashley. I'm kind of disappointed. I know, I know. I try and be pretty rad ready, all the time, but... Ready to ride that wave. Sometimes you're just not hanging loose. All the way to rad town, but... Hanging uh. tight. Anywho. Uh, so Sadie passed. Our rest in peace, Sadie. Yeah. And then we go over to the Warren's house in Monroe, Connecticut, because that was that scene. Mm-hmm. And Ed is giving a tour to a reporter of the... Um, I think we mentioned earlier, the Warrens have all these haunted objects in their home in like a locked room. And what? A locked wooden door is what protects this entire fucking neighborhood from the evil room. <laughs> That's what I kept putting it was in my notes. The 70s. I, no. mm. <laughs> the 70s only need a wooden door. It's this, fine. This part pisses me off. Anyway, go ahead. So Ed is giving a tour to a reporter with all these haunted ass objects. Yeah. Um, and they're. The reporter is played by Arnell Palmer, and uh, it's funny because he keeps saying, like, oh, yeah, all the objects in here are either haunted or cursed or they're using a ritual. Don't touch them. And the reporter immediately goes to touch him, and he's like, don't touch it. I just said that. Also, they had to the Warrens had to touch it to get into that room, so kaboom. Kaboom. There goes that theory. Sorry. The Warrens get blessed a lot. Anyway, so the reporter's like, how do you keep this room safe? And uh, Ed says, well, we have a, a priest come and bless the room once a month just to, I don't know, make the spirits go away. Piss him off. And then, yeah, and then the reporter wants to see the Annabelle doll because I think that was like their most famous case to date. But then Ed notices that his daughter, Judy Warren, who is played by Sterling Jarens, um, <laughs> is hiding in the room. Sorry, what? That sounds like a rancher. Sterling, Sterling Jarrums. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like a Tremors character or something. I'm, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sterling Jarrums, come on down. Ride that worm, boy. Three bucks oh, a pop. Uh, yeah. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, uh, Ed sends Judy out of the room with her nurse, Georgina, who I wrote the name down, but we don't really see her again. Um, and she is played by Marion Giot. G-Y-O-T. Giot. Sure. Yeah. So the reporter leaves, and Ed and Lorraine are like, 
oh, how do you think that went? And then they kind of imply that something happened to Lorraine. They do this a lot. They kind of hint a lot that something happened to her. We don't really find out till like almost the end of the movie what happened to her. You know what's but- it? I, I, I'm surprised with over a thousand paranormal investigations under their belt. It seems like there's just one incident where something happened to them. Jacoby. She says this happens all the time. Oh. Well, she gets affected every time is what they say. But oh, this yeah. This is the one. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. When Later on, Ed's like, it takes a piece of her every time. It's like, that's weird. He loves his wife. Patrick Wilson loves his she wife. She has Patrick. a lot of pieces, over a thousand in her. Like Look, a puzzle. If they wanted me to not like him, they should have cast different actors because I like them both. I, can I be Ed? Would you like it any better if I played Ed? <laughs> or hate it more, I, I guess. Think I'd, I think I'd laugh more. Oh. It's not a comedy. <laughs> no, but you'd find a way to make a face, and I'd be like, oh, he hates this. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be um, when I'm in my evil man cave that Ed has in his house. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Where the hell was I? Oh, so we're back to the... Is it Perrin? The family is P-E-R-R-O-N. I think it's Perrin. Yeah. So the Perrin family house. It's nighttime. And Christine, who, again, is played by Joey King wakes up because something has grabbed her foot and she thinks it's her sister Nancy who is played by Haley McFarland but it's not Nancy as we soon realize she's like Nancy knock it off I'm trying to sleep and then we go to Roger who's falling asleep at his desk he's like it looks like he just was like boom and like his head just hit the desk because he's like face down yeah. got a nice little scotch next to him or you know a little drink or something too so a little scotch a rooney little scotch scotch little scotch put him down uh, Scotch sounds nice. Where was I? So he wakes up because he hears a banging and then there's a door that creaks open. So Roger gets up to investigate and he's looking around. He doesn't really find anything, but then he sees Andrea on the stairs and Andrea is played by Shanley, S-H-A-N-L-E-Y, Shanley Caswell. And she tells him that the noise he's hearing, that banging is her sister, Cindy, who is in Andrea's room because she's sleepwalking again, which is apparently something Cindy did when she was younger. And they find Cindy, who is played by Mackenzie Foy, because there are so many motherfucking There's sisters in this movie. So many people in this movie. So many children. I thought there was this many because they were going to kill some off, but no. We're <laughs> going to let them all live, which is great for this podcast. It's because it's called, <laughs> called the Final Femme, but still, holy shit. <laughs> That's true. So Roger and Andrea run upstairs. Cindy is in Andrea's room and she's banging her head slowly against this wardrobe that's in Andrea's room. It's just this methodical, slow banging. So Roger essentially guides Cindy back to bed. And yeah, that kind of doesn't go anywhere. So, I mean, it's, I guess it's more buildup. I, yeah, I forgot, right. like, there is a good amount of buildup. There's a lot of buildup. Which is, again, a it's up. a good, it's a good way to, Generally, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay out my thesis here. So, um, generally in these movies where there's a lot of buildup and nothing is there's nothing revealed really, mm-hmm. it's very effective. Yeah, like it's it makes it very tense. Yes, and then at some point it's escalated to the point where things are happening and it's not weird anymore to the characters, and that's when it kind of starts losing me losing me a little bit because we have like mm. characters that are kind of flying through the air later on and it's just like this this is not scary anymore it was scary when i didn't know what was going on i'm, I'm not making a lot of yeah. sense here but i i like how they no, no, no. they veil the threat and slowly draw it out i do i do like that in horror movies 
Um, I just think they could have probably mm-hmm. taken out maybe one or two instances of that in this to kind of cut it down a little bit. That's all. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I've heard that theory before. Like once you see the monster, the monster's not scary. Right. That kind of thing. Right. So the scariest monster is the one you can't see. It's what exists in my head. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm terrible. So, <laughs> not terrible. <laughs> So Roger escorts Cindy back to bed, Andrew goes to bed, and the next morning, Caroline and Roger are just kind of talking about it, and Caroline's like, well, that's weird. Like, Cindy hasn't sleepwalked, sleepwalked, sleptedwalked, since, Hmm. uh, for a long time. Um, So I wonder why she's doing that again, and Caroline has more bruises, and Roger's like, can you go see a doctor? Like, which, again, I did appreciate the care that they seem to have for each other. They seem to really actually care about each other and love each other, unlike our previous couple in the fucking Oman. The Oman. Yes. The Oman. Yeah. Um, yeah I will give that to them. They seem like, cause it seems like all these movies, there's like the start of like the horror is like the relationship between the parents. And like you said, this one has like a, they, they seem well adjusted and you know, they're just a happy family and all this unfortunate stuff is mm-hmm. happening to them. So yeah, yeah. I like, I liked that. Mm-hmm. It felt kind of unique, honestly. Right. So Roger takes a call and he has a, a drive that he has to go do. So Caroline's a home alone. Kids all leave for school. And Caroline just finds April sitting in the room talking to her little ghosty friend. Again, as one does. Sure. Cool. Why do the kids have to be haunted? It's weird. Every time. Also, dad witnesses a bird just dive bomb the window or the wall. Yeah. And he's like going to work and it's just like pop. Like, what was that? Yeah. Just a bird squirming around on the ground. Bird kind of commits suicide. Mm-hmm. Sad. The first of many. <laughs> oh. So Caroline's like, well, hey, who are you talking to? And April's like, oh, my new friend Rory, do you want to see him? And Caroline's like, yeah, sure. Not thinking that her child has brought in a haunted cursed object into her home and holds up the, the, the fucking, like, what the hell's it called? Cirque du Freak Jacko Box. I don't know. Yeah, Jack in the Box. Yeah, that works for me. Cirque du Freak Jackal Box. Um, <laughs> she holds it up, and the mirror's spinning, and April's like, okay, you have to look in the mirror, and then you can see my friend Rory. And then, like, April just kind of jump scares her mom. Yeah, that was so fucked up. <laughs> but it's, like, quiet and tense, and you think something's going to jump yeah. at you, and it doesn't, and that, that was very effective. No, just April. Just April. So April says, can we play hide and go clap? Because I never get to play. My older sisters don't let me play. Um, it's just you and me, so... Caroline gives in. It's like, oh, okay. So April blindfolds Caroline and goes to hide. So it doesn't follow her own advice and say, don't do this in a house that's so new. We don't know how to get places. So she she, right. she gets blindfolded, the mom. She's like, this is fine. Yeah. So they're playing hide and go clap. And Caroline goes into Andrea's room and she hears a noise. And she's like, oh, give me, give me a clap. And there's a, a clap that comes from the wardrobe. And this is creepy. Mm-hmm. The wardrobe opens and there's these huge adult hands that come out. Like, you can tell those are not child hands. That freaked me the fuck out the first time I saw it. And she's like, oh, you know, I, I hear you. I hear you breathing. And she goes closer to the wardrobe and she can't. She opens the wardrobe and she can't find her. And then April runs into the room as Caroline takes off her blindfold. And she's like, oh, I win. And Caroline's like. Who the, who the fuck was clapping? Right. What ghost was clapping in my wardrobe? Right. Ghosts can't clap, right? Jackathy. Yes, they can. Uh, no, they can't. Yes, they can. We need a <laughs> Warren in our presence so they can objectively prove or disprove this theory. No, because you'd just be mean to them. Well, yeah. And then we'd get sued. Yeah. 
Also, they're both dead. I was say, so. don't worry about that too much right now, but <laughs> I want to go to Ghost Court. I would watch the fuck out of Ghost Court. That would be an amazing show. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I would watch that show. And then hopefully, like, when the case is over, they don't have to haunt this, this uh, earthly plane anymore. They can move on. Either up or down, or, you know, whatever they ended up doing there. Are you going to be the judge? I would love to be. Or maybe the bailiff. The bailiff. Put your ghost cuffs on. <laughs> now hover. Yes. Hover there. Hover. You stay hovering. Anyways, so until Ghost Court becomes a show, back to this movie. Where were we? Oh, Roger gets a phone call, and he has to take a driving job that goes down to Florida. So we know he's going to be out of the house for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... Where it's nighttime again, because time moves in mysterious ways, and Christina's sleeping. A lot of time yeah. does pass in this movie, mm-hmm. it seems. Like, this is like a week and a half, maybe? A week, a week and a half, feels like? I think so, something like that. Yeah, it's it's a little jumpy in the time sense. But I do appreciate, by the way, that we mostly stay in this house and the Warrens' house. Jumpy-wise, we're not going all over the place, and that's nice. Right. It was easier to follow. And they gave me some text on the screen to know where the hell I'm at because I'm too dumb. I'm yeah. too dumb, people, for these movies. Same girl. Uh, where were we? Oh, Christine's sleeping. And something grabs her feet. And she thinks it is Nancy again. Again. And she says, Nancy, knock it off and quit farting. It smells really bad in here, which I think is only a thing you can say to your sister. Yeah, like intoning that you smell like a dead body or like rotting flesh. That's pretty harsh. I don't have siblings, so I wouldn't know, but yeah. Seems right. Yeah, but that is basically what they're t- telling the us that it smells like is a is a dead body, which is, that's a good sign. Yeah, right. Just moving to this house, just smelling dead bodies. Fine and boarded up things. Not great. Mm-mm. So Christine sits up and realizes Nancy is asleep because something like not only pulls a blanket, it yanks her foot hard yeah, and like moves her down the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, these scenes, the night scenes in their bedroom, freaked me the fuck out the first time I saw this movie. Yeah, she's getting physical. Because um, they're, they're slow, like, and they're so quiet and they're so tense. So Christine sits up, sees that Nancy's asleep, and then she looks over at the closet because the closet door has started to open. And she starts freaking out because she sees somebody. She sees a ghost, a figure. And Nancy wakes up. She's like, what's wrong? And Christine's like, I see someone. And Nancy's like, what are you talking about? There's nobody there. And she gets up to go show Christine essentially like, hey, there's nothing over here. You're okay. And then she's like, man, it smells really bad over here. Um, Christine's like, he's standing right behind you. And then yeah, somebody farted over here. Ew. (laughs) So many fart jokes in this podcast. And then the door slams. And then you just hear screaming. And I thought Roger was gone. They both run in. She Roger takes the job he hasn't left yet. Right. Okay. This is like the That's night weird. before he has to go. Um so they okay. all come running up and go into their rooms and mm-hmm. they do what Nancy Nancy, right? Was she the one that got up and investigated? Yeah, Nancy is the sister. Yeah. They yeah, should yeah. have done she should have done what they did when they first came in. Just turn the fucking light on. Yeah. Wait, why are you always examining in the dark? Yeah. Turn on the lights. I, I mean, maybe their li- their eyes are adjusted to the nighttime. I, mean, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. But okay, turn the light on. ghost farted in my room. Turn the light on. And get the freaking Febreze. Come on. <laughs> Quit farting. God. Jeez. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the family, like, the whole family like, runs in and everyone's trying to console 
Christine, but Christine, yeah. it's yeah, she's freaking out. But it, I, it also, I found it kind of weird that Nancy really, she seemed shocked. Like maybe she was not talking, so I thought maybe oh, she's being affected. But no, she, there, we don't really hmm. focus on that at all. It's, yeah, it is interesting that like only April and Christine seem to really be able to see stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's just because they're younger. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I what that, this awkward silence but you know evil loves innocence did oh my god anyways so farting ghost aside i do like that when the parents come in and they're comforting christine and the sisters are in the room nobody does that tropey thing where they turn to nancy and they go why are you scaring your sister why are you doing that like you know you've i've seen that in movies and it's yeah. super frustrating like they believe their kids right away, which I like. And if it did go that way, you know we would have another 30 minutes of buildup of this goddamn shit. So I am I was glad that they cut straight to the chase and just said, okay, we're getting, we're, we're escalating this. We're one step beyond yeah. that last step. Let's keep going here. Move the movie along. Come on. So, I'm sorry. so Christine is crying right. and uh, she's like, oh, the ghost said that they want her whole family dead. So, you know, like Jack said, amping the shit up. And Jack is having a great time. Having a great time. Also, wouldn't it be weird if a ghost was like, I want to, I want you to live forever. Like that would be creepy too. Your whole family's going to live forever. A ghost is talking to me would be creepy. He could be like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. Don't scare me. Yeah. But then if they like offer living forever and then they don't follow through, then they get sent to like ghost court, you know, for lying. Retributions for all that line and yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why they're ghost court. Hey, you know, maybe that it exists and they're afraid of it. I mean, I would be of ghost court, but we don't know if it exists or not. So, well, true. Make it happen. Okay. Now we're with Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine. Yeah, we're back with. Shut the fuck up. We're back with Ed and Lorraine, (laughs) who are investigating. a couple that's like, oh, we're haunted. And Ed's like, hey, dumbass, when you step on the floorboards, it makes a sound God. in the house. And, like, you're not haunted. You're just stupid. It's just so, so fucking stupid. Because you know these Why? two never did this in their fucking career. They they capitalize on every creak and know? bump and stump and poop. I, but what? Poop. I, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's get, happening? Getting carried away there. <laughs> Wait a minute. How do you know? Did you follow them around? Yeah, I was there. I was a ghost. I was there. I was there in ghost court. Ah. No, I'm just... I don't know. It just drives me crazy because, like, much like the church and the exorcist, where it's like, we actually need evidence of a possession in order to, uh, you know, approve an exorcism, which happens in this movie, too. Sid, you're really rolling your eyes. Should I get off this I train here? I want to believe it's real. Okay, uh, okay. I just want to think it's real. Okay. Okay. I will stop. Anyways. No, you won't. I will, I will not put the hundredth <laughs> pinhole in the balloon that is your dreams of ghosts. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my God. Jack, you ass. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm, I've, I've poked it a lot this episode. <laughs> you have. Uh so Ed and Lorraine are telling this couple, like, hey, dummy, you're not actually haunted. It's just your floorboards. And they're essentially, it's just reiterating that Ed is worried that something bad is going to happen to Lorraine. Like, he, they keep referencing, like, oh, something something bad happened. Something bad happened. Yeah. So he didn't want her, Lorraine, to go to this little 
explain to the homeowners right. that they're not haunted. He didn't want her to go because he's afraid that she's going to have some episode like mm-hmm. they're alluding to in the past. Right. Yeah. So nothing happens, obviously. And then they go, we're back over with the Perrin family and Caroline is now taking iron supplements because the bruising is getting worse. And she hears, oh, yeah, it's nighttime. Um, and so we, we know that Roger is now gone mm-hmm. and Caroline's just kind of holding down the fort. And she hears clapping and she assumes her daughters are playing hide and go clap, but it's really late. So she's like, hey, you guys, you need to go to bed. It's too late. And then she sees all of her daughters are in bed, but there's a light on downstairs. So who the fuck is in my house? Mm. This part, by the way, scared me. Um, So she goes downstairs and all the pictures on the wall suddenly just get like knocked off. Like some ghost just took their little paw and went and knocked all the pictures off the wall. Yeah. Ghost was like, fuck your family. Your family, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my ghost sounds like. He's just cute and little. So she goes to investigate. She hears more clapping. And then the basement door slowly creaks open. Get some goddamn WD-40 in this house. Jack, I think if you were in this movie, you would play Brad the Cop. I feel like that's that's my face bitten off. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, but he's a non-believer the whole fucking time. Yeah, and he's like, well, until the end, and he's teased mercilessly about this by uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren have like this uh, helper, helper that we'll get to yeah here in a little bit. Yeah, yes, Drew gives Brad a lot of shit for it. So, but before that, the basement door has creaked open, Mm -hmm. and uh, the piano starts playing, and she's like, "What the fuck? Who's in my basement playing my piano? I don't like that." So she goes downstairs. And she's like, hey, get the fuck out of my basement. But she kind of just goes to go back up the stairs and the door slams in her face and knocks her all the way down to the cement floor. And like, how did she not break anything? That fall looked really painful. Yes. And I will give this movie that is that that looked very painful. Like that was Mm -hmm. looked real. Like it was like, oh, she's probably not going to get up. She does, but right. yeah, I was kind of thinking like maybe she's going to have like a broken something and can't get out of the basement or something like that. But Like the acting in this movie, all of the people who are acting, especially um, Lily Taylor, she does yeah. really good job like selling it. Like she's, she's really good. Yeah. So she is now in the basement having been thrown down the stairs, essentially. Uh, she's obviously freaking out, which is understandable. And she's just kind of trying to stay calm, look around. She's got those matches. And then something that we can't see just kind of throws a ball in her direction like a little ball and is like do you want to play and she freaks out runs up the stairs she's banging on the door let me out let me out and um we hear this little child voice that's like want to play hide and seek and then so you're looking towards the basement and uh then you just see these hands go right next to her face and then the lights go out and then the basement door's rattling and she's screaming let me out let me out so good scared the shit out of it was it was good i feel like that was in the trailer too because i feel like i've seen this movie the trailer of this and i think that was in it yeah so it's kind of weird that they gave away such a big reveal and true i feel like uh vanessa shit what was her name the foley artist if she was on this movie vanessa shit um if if (laughs) vanessa was doing the foley artist work on this she would be spending hundreds of hours recreating all the goddamn creaky door openings in this movie. There are so many creaky doors in this. I love it. Creaky doors, always scary. Yeah. I mean, it is very poltergeisty. We got little kids talking to ghosts. We got a staticky TV. It's always the littlest kids that are, you know, 
The one that's talking to the ghosts. We got a right. We got a weird like psychologist lady that. Well, I actually don't have that, but that's kind of. We got a dead pet. Oh, put him in the cigar oh, no. box. Um. <laughs> oh my God. Rest in peace, Sadie. So, uh, Caroline is screaming in the basement, locked in the basement, and uh, <laughs> Andrea wakes up. That was my impression of her. Of her screaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet you... Caroline. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. Well, the bomb, bomb, bomb is the door. You know, bomb, bomb, bomb. Let me out. Which okay. It's always in threes. Always in threes. Um. Sit. Disrespect the law. Play a game with me. Yes. Would you like to play a game? Um, no. No, play a game with me. So, okay. We so Caroline gets trapped in the mom gets trapped in the basement, and we just see an outside shot of the door, and it's like bumping and yes. slamming and stuff. What do you think is oh, going on behind that door? I'm just curious what your thoughts are, because she's shaking the door to try to get out. But is she getting like pummeled and beat up by the girl or what what's going on there? Oh, I just assumed she was just rattling the door, like, let me out, let me okay. out. Cause I for some reason when I see that kind of stuff, I think of like Tom and Jerry, where it's just like a dust cloud with arms and legs sticking out. Oh, you think like someone was beating the fuck out I of her? I think they're wrestling, yeah. Ooh. That's scarier. Well, I'd rather be doing that than because if in your scenario, if you're just like trying to open the door, that means that thing is right there. Doing whatever to you, just, or like, yeah, so like, yeah, you, like making eye contact, like a ring, getting closer, like the ring girl. Mm-hmm. You want to play hide and seek? Oh no, no, I don't. I don't like that game. Let me out. Let me out. Play shoots and ladders. <laughs> I had to play fucking Candyland one time, but we played Brandyland and I lost, and then I kept losing, and that was the worst next day ever. Brandyland is an alcohol game. Uh, Brandyland is Candyland, and the first time you lose a turn, you have to take a shot of brandy, and then you just keep losing after you take. Let that me first tell shot. you, Sid. No, you don't have to take that. You don't have to do that. I succumb to peer pressure. Now, in the game of life, you have to do that, but not in okay. that game. Anyway, okay. moving on. Anyway, thanks for playing my thought experiment of, like, what happens to people when it looks like you can't see them, but something is presumably terrible is happening to them. No, it's interesting. Thank you. Um, I do think it's creepier, like, if a ghost is or a creature is coming at you, but it's slow. It's that slow walk. And if they maintain eye contact and they're smiling at you while they're creeping closer to you. Because all that implies is the ghost is confident you're not escaping. And it's going to get you. And I can take my it can, time. It, and, and you taste so much better when you're afraid. Huh? I said you taste so much yeah. better when you're what afraid. What movie is that from? Um, It. Oh, this was actually from a thing, not from life experiences. Okay. You all taste so much better when you're afraid. What? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I love that movie so much. You'll float too. Oakley locally. All right, let's go. Yes. So Andrea wakes up and Cindy is banging her head against the wardrobe again. again. Cindy is sleepwalking again. It's like banging your head against a door or something. Oh, wall. Literally. Uh, so Andrea puts Cindy back to bed. She's got some earbuds in. It's a fucking banger. <sighs> She's keeping a consistent beat. Okay. She slaps. Andrea put. Shut the fuck up. Andrea puts Cindy in her bed and then notices that the noise is still happening. The banging is still happening, even though Cindy's in bed. And Andrea, like, does that slow turn. This freaked me out. Because what the fuck is that? This was a really yeah, good. This was good. I like this. Mm-hmm. 
the misdirection. Yeah, because yeah, she puts Cindy to bed, and then the noise keeps happening. And then Andrea turns, and she sees this horrible female creature on top of the wardrobe. And then the creature just, like, jumps at her. <laughs> yeah. So I, what did I call her? Um, she runs towards her. Scary. Creepy. No, Sorry. no, there's none of those. Uh, oh, okay. I'll go fuck myself then. Slimy woman. That's what I called her. <laughs> she was ooky. Ugh. It ooky? She was ooky. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a word? That's probably not a word. Uh, it is I think now. it's like a it cookie now. monster word. Ooky. Listen, if Webster's Dictionary can decide the word of the year is Riz from the Gen Z slang, which is just charisma shortened and it pushes me off, then ooky can be a word. It, it's fine. So you got a lot of Riz. I have a lot of rage. Yeah, I hate that. I don't like that. You have a lot of rage. Let's make it a, what is it? What would you shorten that to? <laughs> I got a lot of raw. I got a lot of raw, bro. A little raw? Okay. <laughs> Just be careful using Uki and Ghost Court. You know, they might, might get you on slander or something like that. Yeah, that does sound like a, yeah, I should be careful. Probably a good idea. Just, yeah, I don't want to be haunted. Objection, your honor. He called me a spooky Uki. Shit, the case was thrown jail. out. A lot. Jail for life. Damn it. Ghost jail. Bam, bam. Take off the ghost okay. cuffs. Oh my god. <laughs> this episode is off the rails. Ah. Yes, it is. Where were the rails to begin I, with? But, but but for real though, like, should we make a movie called Ghost Tale? Because fuck I, it. I would watch it. I would watch Ghost Court if it was a show. I want to see yeah. Ghost Court. Ghost I want to see Ghost, ghost Jail. Court, Not jail. I want to see Ghost. Ooh, that's a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Ghost Parole. Oh, yeah. Where they have to live in like a halfway house with like ghosts and normies. <laughs> they have to like, check in constantly. Yeah. That's what hauntings are. Hauntings are a halfway house. Yeah. Wait. wait if okay. You haunt, if you can haunt effectively enough, then you're free. You're on their side, saying, it sounds you're like. You're off the hook. Well, yeah. Obviously. You're in the land of the living. You're in the land of the living. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of screaming, uh, Roger comes home and ah. he notices that uh, Andrea's screaming and yes. so is his wife. So he lets his wife out of the basement and they run upstairs to see Andrea who is screaming and fighting something that they cannot see. Yes. Yes, Jack. So this begs the question. Yes. Is this thing real or is it like invisible and then it's whatever the person, like they're getting attacked or whatever. Is it in their mind? Like that's this has been kind of confusing with this movie with me. I think it's more like she chooses who is allowed to see her. Okay. Because eventually they can all see her. So I think she just chooses when to make herself visible. Tricky. Tricky. And scary. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Terrifying. So, okay. So nothing is there. Everything is fine. Kind of. Not really. Everyone's traumatized. So then we go on to Ed and Lorraine are giving another lecture to a college hall. Um, and they're talking about another exorcism that they assisted with. And we learned the three stages of possession, which is, again, helpful for this movie. So stage one, infestation. That's like the bruising, the voicing, voicing, the voices, that kind of thing. Two, oppression, which is, I wasn't clear on oppression. It's honestly. a dumb stage. Kind of it's a yeah. dumb stage name. I don't really get... Okay. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Cindy Oppression. And then possession, which is just the full throated possession of the person. Um, yes. Well, I was just going to say that... Um... 
So they're they're we've seen them in their natural habitat of classrooms, which is a great place for the Warrens. Um, what I find interesting is that they will show these videos and this these mm-hmm. these photos, and then they'll go, "Okay, anyone have any questions?" And the whole class raises their hand, and they're taken aback, like, "Oh, well, you have questions?" It's like, <laughs> "You, what do you mean? You two, you two, the duo." This is not like a thing. So, like, when you come out and say, like, "Oh, exorcisms," of course, people want. They're going to ask you questions. They want proof. They want all this stuff because this is not like yeah. a common thing. They're acting like that is, this is my job, bro. Like I just go to these places that, and like contact these ghosts. That is a lecture I would totally go to. Absolutely. Like I would not skip that lecture. Yeah. Like what are these guys going to say? But the Warrens are so laissez-faire about like, oh, yeah, I guess these students have questions. It's like, no shit they do because. Yeah. <clears throat> that did kind of make me laugh where they're like, what? You guys are interested in this? Oh my god, crazy! Uh, yes, so so much rizma. <laughs> so you're just taking out the cuh, just the, oh, just, just the rizma. I'm putting okay, in some words. It. Okay. Oh, okay. So Lorraine Warren, the mm-hmm. actual Lorraine Warren, is in. She makes a quick little cameo in this scene. She's just in the lecture hall and just kind of observing. So that's mm-hmm. just again showing like how much. The Warrens and the Perrin family, the actual Perrin family, were involved in making this movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Jack was saying earlier. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, there are thoughts and opinions about that either way, which is and fine. I have some. Totally valid. If anyone wants to hear them, email us at finalfemmepodcast at gmail.com. Jack has so many thoughts, opinions about, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the way you're, like, looking at me accusingly right now. Yeah. I have some <laughs> thoughts about that. <laughs> Anywho. So we go on to see that Carolyn is always also attending this lecture um, and she is listening with horror as they're, especially as they're talking through like the three stages of possession. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, Oh fuck, that's me. Shit. So she essentially finds, she meets up with Drew and she finds Ed and Lorraine after the lecture. And she's like, Hey, please, my house is haunted. I need your help. And at first Ed kind of puts her off. And so she essentially stops talking to ed and she just appeals to lorraine and she's like please you're a mother like i need your help my girls are terrified you're a mom wouldn't you do anything and so lorraine caves so that was the right choice smart yeah. and is like yeah we'll come out and take a look let's yeah. do some math let's do Sid. oh i don't oh, know you agree to that before i even hear what i said all right i don't like math fine so yes daddy is on daddy Daddy. Oh God, I just grossed myself you're, out. You're doing that. Okay. Dad is on a road trip. He's he's trucking around this he's trucking in Florida for his job, correct? Mm-hmm. Toot toot mm-hmm. honk honk. Yes. Okay. Toot toot. I'm a little toot just like my dad. Maybe I should look this up before I say this. Give me one second. Oh, I love it. Let's go. Give me one second. Give me one second here. Oh by myself. Don't wanna be all by myself anymore. I'm yeah. right here. Okay. <laughs> oh, hi, Jack. <laughs> when did when did you get here? Uh, let's see here. It's always sang by the ghosts after they get convicted in ghost court. Okay, perfect. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't make a goddamn difference. So. Oh, good. Let's get into it. This this fake town. I think it's a real town, Harrisville. Or real town, yeah. Burlville, as we found out from the uh, 
the website that lets you book tours there, which is insane. Oh, so exploitative. This town is one and a half hours away from Wakefield, which is where this is being held, this lecture. 74 miles. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that mom has enough time to drive all the way to this attended lecture that's going to be two hours and then drive back another hour and a half. Where does she have the time for this and who is watching the kids? Um, uh, I can answer that one, Jack. Uh -oh. It was the 70s, which means the eldest daughter was watching the other children. Ooh. Yeah. A thousand percent. They were home by themselves. Well, Sid, let me let me ask you. If you sure, were course, getting yeah. haunted, yes, 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 mm -hmm. and you have been, correct? Mm -hmm. You've been haunted? Haunted? Yeah. No. Okay, never mind. No. If you were being what? haunted, in the midst of being haunted, sure. would you go, okay. like, like let your, would you leave your cats in your apartment and then just go to, like, a lecture for maybe half the day and then come back? I would take my cats with me. Oh. So the, I guess the kids could have come with her, I guess. It's, that would have been smarter yeah. than what she did. Sorry, I just want to pay, so, like, is she, like, just kind of interested in this paranormal she just took an elective class is she a student at this college uh-oh Sid. I, I don't know how she would have seen it but like okay. maybe she's just scouting around for people that can help and she saw an ad or something that's like ed and lorraine are gonna give a guest lecture at this college and she's like fuck yeah i'm gonna go to that college bye don't I die that, i want that exposition in here i want it oh okay Okay. Because what you said is actually probably what happened, but I want that little extra step of like, oh, she sees a little poster or a little thing, and it has a tab that says take a phone number, and then she – okay. My point so, is she's a mom. She has kids. She's getting haunted, and she has enough time to drive an hour and a half to Massachusetts and back. Research complete. Yeah, but she she goes there to help her children. I Ultimately, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I will say this would have made that movie even closer to two hours, which you famously hate. So the the inclusion of a scene that she sees mm -hmm. a flyer for a class. I don't think so. No, I would push us up to two hours, Jack. It's a slow look at the flyer. There's <laughs> like slow a thirty minute slow zoom into the flyer. Oh, yes. Um, I do yeah. want to point out something. So I I hung out with a friend of mine. Um, I won't nice. give his name away to dox him, but he is a listener of the podcast, and he had a good point about the Event Horizon episode. He said, "Oh, okay. How the hell? Sorry, you don't like it? Don't well, like here you're not. In, it's don't like it. Don't like it. Okay. I don't like it already. Okay. Okay. He said, and I agree with him. How the hell do we make oh. an episode longer than the movie? <laughs> so was our episode longer than the movie? Yeah. I think oh. it's funny. I think it's you're hilarious." Welcome. You're blessed to listen to us even motherfucking longer. You're welcome. <laughs> he wasn't friend. like he wasn't mad about it. He just thought it was kind of no, funny. It's fine. I'm teasing. I we do kind of like go on sometimes. Like this episode so. is gonna be really long. Yeah. Long and, episode. And Ashley's gonna have a Sorry, hell friend. of a time cutting cutting this up. Yeah. Black knives. Like, like a dead body. Anywho. So, uh, well, in my defense, you're the one that took us it's on. It's all right. I got the Brady Bunch on. That's the best babysitter there is, right? Yes. Yeah. That's the best babysitter there is. Ah. So. You could attend any guest lectures you want. You just turn on the Brady Bunch, say, watch it, girls, and go attend a guest lecture about ghosts. We are watching the Brady Bunch. Well, Jack, you've taken us down this rabbit hole, so. Um, friend, if you're out? listening, oh. the reason this episode is so long is Jack's fault it's, and not bad. It's because I keep poking stuff. I, I Well, first of all, I'm poking Sid, which we all love, listeners, right? Email us. 
don't do know we? Do we all love that? I don't feel like we do. Uh, but also, I need to I need to put in some of my own evidence, like Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine Warren would have done the same thing if they watched this movie. They'd be like, "How how does the math work out?" She's okay. Never mind. We're gonna be cutting out all this. They're anyway. dead. Yeah, it's yes, because they fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like you're having a good time on this episode. I know I am. I'm. Okay, we're cutting out a lot. <laughs> You're being too mean. Um, okay, I'm sorry. That, I mean, that's fair. Totally fair. Sorry, I have um, like a paragraph in my notes about that whole t- uh, math thing. So let's go here. We, uh, she, yeah, like you said, she, mom approaches Ed and Lorraine Warren says, help me. And they say, okay, yes, we will. Yes, thank you. So they pull up to the house next day. Um, Roger's driving assignment must be over because Roger and Caroline meet him at the door. And as Ashley so wisely pointed out, they are watching the Brady Bunch when the Warrens pull up. So they kind of say like, hey, we're all sleeping downstairs now because no one feels safe sleeping upstairs. And we've locked these doors because they bang every night. And Ed's like, oh, do they do they bang in threes? Like that's a that's a mocking of the Lord because three is the the fucking thing. What the hell is three? What it's the hell is the three? Trinity. Holy Trinity. Hey. So it's like the devil making fun of the Holy Tr- Trinity, blah, blah, blah. A um, and then part. Caroline's, Caroline's like it smells bad, and uh, Ed is like, "Oh, that probably means the devil's here." Like, it, all right, <laughs> two clues, and he knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah, that's it. It's Patrick. It's Patrick Wilson. He knows things. No, no, no. It's Ed Warren. <laughs> it's Patrick Wilson, and he knows things. This this part was funny. It was like a. It shows that they're very seasoned investigators. Where they can be like, yeah. oh my gosh, um, I saw a red light in the sky and a balloon floated by. And he's like, oh, well, that's obviously a paranormal extraterrestrial investigation, uh, you know, invasion. So, duh, I figured it out. Like, he's just so good at his job. Okay. okay Anyways. So, uh, Caroline also tells him that birds have been crashing into their house. The clocks are stopping at 307. The pictures are getting knocked off the wall. And then we find out that the wardrobe has been there since the parents moved in. So that's not theirs, which explains also, again, how it's fucking haunted. All the clothes, too? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the clothes are yeah. haunted. I don't know if you, like, wear it and, like, a little essence of ghost, like, just follows you around. There's, like, lo- boop. There's I'm just a lot of bright haunted. colors that I, I wouldn't think a ghost would wear. Eau uh, de Gaulette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Lorraine wants to go to the cellar because they said that's where a lot of activity is happening and she closes her eyes and we just hear a lot of screaming. So we get the sense that she is seeing a lot of horrible things that have happened, but we don't really see it as the audience. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Ed and Lorraine start interviewing Carolyn and Roger. It's kind of fucked up because at first, uh, Ed's like, well, why didn't you guys just leave? And Roger's like, well, we put all our money in this house. Like, we got it on auction. We don't know the previous owners. Like, we're kind of house poor. Also, what a fucking shitty question. Wouldn't we leave if we could? But that, yeah. both of those, both the question and the response are, it's exactly what I would be saying in that situation. It's like, why are you still here? Oh, we mm. can't afford to move out because we sunk all our money into this house. Okay. Like, that. that's a, that kind of clears up that, like, why don't you just leave the house? It's like they can't. They yeah. don't have enough money to do that. I mean, that's true. You do. Well, I don't know about you, but I do think that when you're watching like a, a haunted house movie, you're like, why don't they just leave? Just leave. Just and it's like, well, they probably can't afford to leave. They literally just moved in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm glad they kind of like 
pitched that okay. uh, as a as a reason. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do ask Carolyn about her bruising because I think Lorraine's like seeing that as a sign, like, oh fuck, I think something's attaching to Caroline. So as Ed is interviewing Carolyn and Roger, uh, Lorraine is upstairs talking to April. And she's like, "Hey, your mom tells me you have a spooky ghost friend. Do you wanna do you wanna tell me about that, or what's uh, what's going on there?" She's all too happy to tell her about it. She's like pumped about it. She's like, "Yeah, bro. If you just look in this creepy little toy that I found down by the tree, um, that's definitely not haunted, you will see a ghost." So we do like the um, the slow look again with like no sound while Lorraine is looking in the mirror to see if she can see the creepy ass ghost. And he pops up for just a second. And it it effective. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah, we could, this kind of like shows that maybe like maybe mom isn't doesn't have that in her to see Rory. Whether it's like not believing enough or not having open mind or whatever whatever it is that I guess clairvoyance is what Lorraine has. Yeah. So it's like mom didn't see it, didn't see Rory, but it's it's not getting past Lorraine. She's an expert. Lorraine can see that shit. The ghost is Rory, so Lorraine sees Rory. Yeah. Um, and then she goes outside, and she's just kind of exploring the grounds. And we see the huge tree that if you guys have seen the um, mm. the poster for the movie or the, the cover for the movie, it's the tree that's in that where it says The Conjuring, and there's this huge gnarled tree. And Lorraine's kind of looking around. And I do like how they do this because we can see something's bothering her, but we can't see what it is. And then Ed is kind of our eyes because he comes up, and he's like, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And we just hear this creaking, like something's in the tree. And then we turn and we can see her see a, a woman, like a dead body just hanging in the tree, like kind of just swayed in the breeze. Yeah, there's, a, so gently. there's a lot of um, sound effects of a rope tightening. That's that's played throughout this movie. Yeah. And that's played mm-hmm. during that scene, too. Yeah. So Caroline, not Caroline, I'm sorry. Lorraine tells Roger and Caroline after the interview, essentially like, well... I noticed a dark entity when I came in because Caroline's like, well, we'll just leave. We'll just move. And Lorraine's like, well, this entity has attached itself to you. It's going to follow you. So if you leave, it doesn't matter. The ghost is coming with you essentially. So, cause she said she saw it attaching to them when she came in the house, when they went upstairs, it's there. So we gotta, we gotta exercise the house. We gotta exercise you guys. Cause it's not going away. And that's like a good, um, that like explains a good difference between both Ed and Lorraine's skills because if Ed would have mm-hmm. known that he wouldn't have said why don't you move because he would have already known like yeah you can't actually get away from this wherever you go that's basically what Lorraine is saying right there that's true that's a good point they do I know you don't like them as actual people but if they weren't real people if this was just two characters that got made up in movie land I think you'd maybe like it better because they oh. do a good job as a team. Oh, absolutely. That 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 is my point with this movie is that because they come in about halfway in, into this family's life, mm-hmm. and that is the point where you know, like this family has a rock, and there's something that is going to be trying to help them. And you're, I was like, yes, finally they're going to like get to the bottom of this and like solve this. Um. So yeah, they're they're definitely like the superheroes that come in and like save the day. But all I'm saying is that they weren't like that in real life. Anyway. No, that, I mean that's fair. I don't know that much about them in real life, but I think you've done more research than me, and so that's fair. They're just uh, they're portrayed very well in this movie. Uh-huh. How about that they sure are. <laughs> um, so Lorraine tells Caroline and Roger that this entity is angry. She says the house is really fucking haunted. There's a lot of ghosts, but like this one worries me because it's angry and it's attached to you. So we need to we need to take care of this before something bad happens to you. So 
Ed is saying like, well, to do an exorcism, we have to get a lot of evidence. We have to submit this to the the priest, the Vatican, like all that stuff. Jack hates. Um, Here we the go. Catholic Church demands evidence. Give us the fucking <laughs> evidence. That's what the church. So, so that's the Warren's next step is mm-hmm. um, catching some evidence on tape that they can send to the Catholic Church so that they can get approved for an exorcism to help this family, which is like a long fucking process. It- like, this is a family in peril. Yes. And the exorcists did the same thing. They're like, yeah, it takes, like, months to do this. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh, well, I guess we're going to be in this movie for a while. But it's funny how, like, there's always something that, like, like jumps them to the beginning, the start of the line. Or not the start, the, the mm-hmm. front of the line for needing an exorcist. Because yeah. I imagine there's just, like, a fucking list of people that are just like, help me, help me. Like, well, you know, we mm-hmm. have, like, only two priests that work. The entire year, so you got you got to be patient, you know. <laughs> yes, we've only got two priests on staff, and one of them just got signed to American Idol. So while that's happening, oh yeah, and then Ed does a thing that Jack also doesn't like. He, as he's leaving, he's like, "Hey, are your are your kids baptized?" And Roger's like, "Well, well, no, we're not really religious." And then uh, Ed's like, "Well, you might you might want to baptize him um, because." This work we're going to do is about to piss a bunch of spirits off. And they kind of try to downplay it, but it's still it's pretty present. Yeah, well, and what Ed says is you should rethink that. Like, meaning like, you should go become religious, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, there is that. And then we're back to the Warren's house. And Judy, like, gives her mom a locket, which is cute. She gives her mom a locket. She's like, it's a picture of me, and I have a picture of you and dad in my locket because I miss you guys. I'm like, that's a fucking guilt trip, little girl. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So this is like the one thing that maybe the Warrens aren't portrayed in a good light is that they are workaholic parents that neglect their daughter. They're never home. No. Yeah. No. So Ed makes a discovery that on the tape where he was interviewing the the Warrens, not the Warrens, I'm sorry, the parents, mm-hmm. That Carolyn's voice didn't get recorded. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you can hear him asking the questions, and then there's just static. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, that's weird. And Lorraine has done some research on this house. <sighs> I love this part. I, I love Jack's this like part. I'm so excited, and I'm, like, dreading this part. Why? So that, because you're going to fucking rip apart a movie I like. So I didn't say it wasn't deserved. I'm just saying I know what's coming. Don't make I'm that not face. I'm rip it apart. I love this part so oh. much. Oh. I really do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking face. Anyways, so the house came about in 19, I'm sorry, 1863. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> Beth marries, is it Jed or Jeb? I, don't, I honestly didn't I, record the names down. I was more interested about the okay. history of the building or the house. <laughs> okay. I wrote down Jed. So Jed oh, and yeah. Bathsheba are wed. And um, we discover that Bathsheba was, oh, God, this fucking part, mm-hmm. was a descendant of Mary Esty, who was one of the witches condemned in the Salem witch trials. Mm. And I just need to say a lot of us nowadays know that the Salem witch trials were pretty fucking horrible and scaremongering bullshit yeah yeah pretty much that so the fact that this movie is like oh she's a witch and blah, blah, blah. i'm like i don't love this take she was probably just a lady who like wanted to live by herself but mm-hmm. whatever this movie makes her evil so beth sheba is a descendant of a witch from the salem witch trials whatever 
That's the narrative this movie takes. Yes. So now I see what you're saying about the riveted part. Because, yeah, that part is bullshit. But it is. It is. But Lorraine doing the research. Okay. I want to know something here. You talk about the history of the house and that, like, she's a descendant of a witch or some bullshit, which is absolutely shit. Mm -hmm. And what she says is that the woman had a baby and then sacrificed it for Satan and then hung herself. So that was the whole. I have it written down. They had a baby and at seven days, Bathsheba. Jed catches Bathsheba sacrificing their child. She runs to the dock. She declares her love for Satan and cursed anyone trying to take her land. And then she hung herself at the tree and then she died at 3.07 a.m. Ashley, use that one. Thank you. That was way better than what I was going to do. So, yes. So somehow, I I just want to comment. Okay, yeah, yeah, lovely. That's a story. That sucks. But I want to comment on... How Lorraine somehow has access to all of these primary documents concerning this house. And they're not in a museum. They're at the Warren's house. So she has original photos of the house. She has she has a map showing the land and how it – of the area because she's, like, pointing to different houses and, like, oh, yeah, this, this boy got hurt. Oh, this yeah. nanny killed herself or whatever. And then Ed's like, oh, it's because they're on her land. And that's the whole – yeah. yeah, that's the whole Makes reason she's... Oh, yes? Oh, yes. Yeah, don't come over to my house. Did I invite you? No, I did not. Get out of my house. Okay. There's nothing wrong. Okay. <laughs> my main thing is, how did she get access to these to these well, materials? If they're getting approval from the Vatican and all that, maybe they have access to, like, libraries or... <laughs> that was not me. That was my chair. <laughs> and it no, smells like a dead body like... now. It's just the face you made. <laughs> I don't know if that came through. Maybe they have <laughs> maybe they have access to like Library of Congress or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I mean, they were nationally known, so maybe it was easier for her to pull primary sources. Yeah. It's, okay. I mean, it's a fair question. No, I don't know. It was a rabbit hole that didn't go very far. I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. Was not a good Warren hole. I stuck my ooh. Because rabbits live in a Warren. Ah, oh. I ah, no, I did it again. <laughs> stuck my little lucky rabbit's foot in that hole, and that's as far as it went. I don't fucking know. I think it's pretty dumb, too, is that, like, you know, when you get pronounced dead, that's like when the coroners or ENTs or whatever come in and say, oh, yeah, this person's dead. Let's pronounce it. At this time, why does the dead person care when they came to say they're dead? Why doesn't it matter more when they actually die? And why is that reported in the newspaper article? Like, that's that's a hell of a newspaper. Like, she died at 3.07 a.m. It's like, wow, you're really doing your digging there. Maybe it was Jennings. It was Jennings on the scene. It was Jennings. Reporting. We have photos. (laughs) Jennings has all the photos. So many photos. Uh, yes. Okay. So then we discover that there's a woman who we don't find her first name, but she says her last name is Walker. And she had a boy, Rory, who is the ghost that April has been talking to. And the woman commits suicide in the basement because Bathsheba possessed her and made her kill her son. And the other owners committed suicide. And like Jack said, Ed kind of leaps up and goes, it's because they were on her land. And it bums me out. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. And then when Ed says this, uh, the recording comes on, and we can suddenly hear Caroline's voice, and um, then there's just it just 
raises to a fever pitch and it's all these screaming and then we look over at the clock and it's 307 Woo! so we know the warrens are night owls true also the <laughs> just the warrens are night owls also does that mean so like is this a like evil dead 2 situation where like it's playing on the tape recorder so now they're cursed because their clock stops at 307 does that mean that they have the thing is now attached to them i mean kind of especially considering like what happens with judy a little later too yeah. like there's some definite cross contamination so uh the warrens are back at the parent family's house with drew their assistant who is played by shannon kook it's <laughs> kook i think it's... oh it is kook i was i was gonna say cook but i think it's kook it's k-o-o-k um yeah and then brad the police officer who is played by john brotherton me played by me yeah played by john no, i don't like being um, compared to this guy so thank you very much Sid. <laughs> okay just kidding um so they're just kind of getting the house set up for like catching some ghosty evidence and roger is kind of playing the dope yeah ghost events roger's kind of playing the dope and following ed around and he's like what are the bells for and what are the cameras for and Ed's kind of talking to him like he's an idiot because it kind of is. Mm -hmm. Lorraine and Carolyn have a moment where they look at a picture and Lorraine can kind of touch the picture and see the moment and talk about like, oh, you guys had a really nice day on the beach. And Caroline's like, yeah, I had so much hope for this house and this family. And then it's all kind of gone to shit. Except she doesn't say that because she's a nice lady. <laughs> I, it's all going to poop. But I do. Yeah. It's all going to poop. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And then Drew is in the room with Andrea, the eldest daughter, and he is like oh. showing her how black lights work. Yes, he is. And he's like, yeah, put your hand on that. Shut up. Put your hand on that desk. Now take your hand off. And then he like waves the black light over. It, and he's like, see, we can see where it was. And they just kind of smile at each other. You said desk, right? And then Ed walks. In. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Never mind. What do you think I said? Never mind, dick. Never mind. I was just making a joke. Sorry. Are you being a perv? Yes. No, the desk. Yeah. Because that's what oh, okay. that's what uh, Shannon was doing, not... or Drew, rather. And she says, that's pretty groovy. Yeah, and then we're like, oh, yeah, it's a 70s, because you had two lines about right. groovy, and what did he say? Yeah, that felt awkward and stilted that they just randomly threw that shit in. It's dumb as hell. I know, it's pretty far out. Far out, that's what it was. Tubular. Dude. Yawn. And then Ed comes in and kind of ruins their moment. <laughs> He's like, hey, Drew, get get this shit going like stop flirting with our client's daughter so um ed uh oh ed is laying holy icons just kind of around the house and roger's like oh is that holy water like what's that for like, dude and ed's yes. like well i mean of course it is yeah he's like it's essentially here to like piss off the ghost because anything demonic doesn't like anything holy and roger they make roger into such an idiot and roger's yeah. like Oh, like like a cross for vampires? And Ed's like, yeah. Except I don't believe in vampires. Oh, zing! Oh. Daddy got, got owned. Well. <laughs> Did you just say daddy again? I said daddy got owned, yeah. Because I can't, can't, I can't remember Stop. his fucking name, Roger. Stop saying daddy. Ah, quit making me say daddy. Danny. Ah. Start saying zaddy. Don't say zaddy either. <laughs> I hate it all. Okay, first of all... It's not very far out of you. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's true. It's pretty far it's in. far out of me. Pretty far in. At all. It's pretty yeah. far in. Yeah, it's not good. I'm, nope. Mm -mm. Nope. 
Uh, not gonna be hitting any waves with that attitude. God, I hope not. Uh, what the fuck was I? I love this so Ooh, much. This is beach. so good. That you keep throwing. Yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's just kind of set up, and then the bells signal as the basement door creaks open, and Ed, Brad, and Lorraine go down to the basement. And I kind of like this effect that they do. Mm-hmm. You you start seeing because Brad is filming, so then you see Ed and Lorraine on camera, and they've got these old school mics, and it the way the camera is set up, it looks like you're watching old seventies film footage, which is kind of cool. Yeah. That was a neat effect. Yeah, it was like the modern times or the uh, previous eras ghost adventures. Again, that's what I, I think they was that bad. I'm here to piss off a ghost. Oh, holy icons, but I don't believe in vampires. <laughs> you mean Zach Baggins' catchphrase isn't "I'm gonna bag this ghost"? It goddamn should be. Is that is, it? is that like, really what he says? It missed opportunity if yeah. he's not doing that. I'm going to say because it should be. I'm Zach Baggins. So I'm going to bag this ghost. <laughs> Ew. Uh, Ed is just kind of... Bagging all day. Stop! Ed is in the basement. Ed is in the basement. Make a new song here. Let's do it. You're the fucking worst. So, I know. he is asking for it. He's asking for a sign as they investigate the basement. Um, and nothing happens, so they go back upstairs, and then the door slams behind them. Well, and um, Lorraine is not looking good during the during the basement scene. She's like very pale, and like she's bent over and like having troubles. So she's not looking too good. Um, like almost like the like she's getting possessed or something. Yeah, what well, since having she, a hard time warding off. Since she's so sensitive to it, I wonder if she's just kind of like seeing the violence happening over and over again because she can definitely hear it. Yeah. What a good superpower. So the next morning, they go. Everyone is having pancakes. It's like a quick little moment of levity. They're all sitting around the breakfast table having pancakes. Everyone's, ha, ha, ha. Isn't this fun? Um, Brad fucks off to go to his police shift. And Roger is going to take the girls into town for ice cream. And Ed and Lorraine are like, well, we'll watch your house. You're fine. Like, Caroline, if you want to go upstairs and take a nap, like, that's that's cool. We got this. So they just start, like, Lorraine is doing the laundry, and Ed is fixing up the busted Chevy that they got. And they're just kind of playing house, which... Remind our listeners here that uh, the Warrens do have a child at home, at their own home, <laughs> while they uh, yeah. are spending time with the Perones. Perones? I don't think it's Peroons, but I like it. Peroons. The Peroons. Peroons make me macaroons. <laughs> the Peroons. So, um, I don't know. It is kind of nice. So, Lorraine is outside doing the laundry, and Ed comes up, and they're just having a nice little moment, and then Ed fucks off to fix the car, and the storm, like, runs in quickly. Like, that storm has places to be, because yeah, the storm washes in really fast. Uh, somewhere... Far away. <laughs> Shit, what's his name? What's the little kid in Poltergeist? Fuck. The boy. The boy. The boy. Bring the Isn't boy. Ro- Ronnie or some stupid shit like that? I gotta look it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to derail this here. He was like the middle child that nobody loved. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember his name. Bring so me the child. Proving the point here. Bring me the child. The child. <laughs> the child. It's Robbie. It's Robbie. Robbie. Okay. okay. Not Ronnie. Robbie. 
Yeah, so somewhere very far away, I can just imagine Robbie from the poultry guys just shitting his pants because that storm came in so quickly. Ah, storm! Yes, so a storm runs in like it's got fucking taxes to pay, and it's April 15th. And Lorraine is concerned, and she looks up at the window and sees there is a figure in the window, and that's the window that Caroline is taking a nap in, so she hauls ass and runs inside. Yes, Jack. She also like the because the storm is so uh, so intense. It blows one of the sheets off of the clothesline, and oh, it man. like falls onto a. It like silhouettes a person's body. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not sto- telling the story very well, Sid. You can stop yawning, now, please. Thank you. <laughs> You're fine. It's just no. Late. It the sheet falls off, and like it's like it's like a, a, an invisible guy is underneath the sheet, and then it blows up to the window. And shows the yeah, you're right. The woman, nah. The woman, ah. Woman, so, ah, in the window, ah. The Lorraine sees the woman, ah, in the window, ah, and she runs upstairs, ah, and uh, yeah, 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 and tries to go in the room. The door's locked, and she's like, Carolyn, Carolyn, let me in. And then Carolyn just like, well, we also see into the room when Carolyn's sleeping, and there are like burn marks that appear on her forearm as if someone has grabbed her. Mm-hmm. And then we just see Carolyn wake up and she's looking into the ghost's face, which I think we can assume is Bathsheba. And the ghost just kind of like barfs herself into Carolyn's body. Disgusting. So Carolyn wakes up. Yeah. It was kind of gross. Carolyn wakes up and she is now haunted. So when Lorraine comes in, Carolyn's like, oh, no, I'm I'm good. Like, I just had some stomach trouble. I'm, I'm fine. Her whole demeanor changes. She talks with a smoky... Yeah. Uh, voice. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of tired now. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and then she's very like, um, oh, I think I hear my husband calling. And she like goes down the stairs. And Lorraine is like, what the fuck is going on? She like immediately knows something's up. Well, and I wonder if it's because she was just like gagging and barfing a lot. So she kind of like squonked her vocal cords a little bit. I don't know. Squonked? Listen, I like to make up words sometimes. No, I, I love that. <laughs> she oh. squonked her vocal Wow. (laughs) Gotta find more places to use that. Right? (laughs) Yes. So Ed and Roger are working on the Chevy together. And this is a weird moment, too, because Roger's like, I really appreciate you coming out to take care of my family. Like, it means so much to me. And Ed's like, well, I didn't want to. And Roger's like, oh, why is that? Yeah. It's like, well, my wife felt bad. So and that and this is the part where. uh he tell he kind of gives more context of that story where Lorraine was attacked or or, or or they were doing a exorcist and exorcism and the thing the demon like kind of showed Lorraine something she didn't want to see and Ed kind of is like I don't ask her what it was but I know it's bad because she like locked herself in a room for eight days after this event mm-hmm. and she like wouldn't talk wouldn't come out right so. We see a little more of, like, why Ed is so protective of Lorraine, mm-hmm. which is interesting because, and I know you're not going to watch it, Jack, but in the second movie, it's kind of the flip. Like, um, Lorraine is really protective of Ed. What the fuck, bro? Because we might something almost happens. Well, something almost happens to Ed. So she's like, I can't lose you. Good. A little turning of the tables. Meanwhile, no one gives a fuck if they lose Judy. <laughs> Judy Warren's just at home Dude. like, oh, yeah. Okay. I wonder if she had any so. part in making this movie because it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Judy Warren's like, motherfucker. 
so yeah, we like uh, Jack was saying, we learn a little bit more about like what happened to Lorraine. And then Brad and Drew are hanging out upstairs. They're just doing watch and Brad's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down, get more coffee, and Drew just kind of stays in the room. So Brad's in the kitchen getting some coffee, and then he hears a voice saying, Look what she made me do. And Brad is walking around, he doesn't see anything, he goes outside, he comes back inside, and there's this mate, this ghost who's like I think she slashed her wrist. She's holding yeah. up her wrist and she's like, look what she made me do. Mm-hmm. And this was effective because like she keeps disappearing, reappearing, getting close in his face. And then she's screaming in his face. It was creepy. Yeah. I, she, I don't know if she like attacked him. I think she just like kind of startled him because he didn't, he yeah. doesn't, she's not like hurt from this interaction, but yeah, he goes to investigate and then gets, she like pounces on him essentially. Yeah, she did. And this was all just a giant misdirect because while all this is happening, and everyone's running to that room to uh, look at the cop and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Cindy is just walking right by the stairs. The camera goes off, and she's going up the stairs in her little sleep mm-hmm. sleepwalk phase, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. I don't know. Squonk. <laughs> yeah, she squonked up the stairs. Cindy is sleepwalking back up into Andrea's room where the wardrobe is. Yep. And but then the the door locks behind her, and so all the adults are freaking out because we can't get in there and. But then Drew's still got the headphones on because they've mic'd that room. And he's like, wait, I can hear a voice. Someone else is in there with her. And the voice is saying, come with me. Like, this is where I go when I get scared. And so it's helping her hide somewhere. Um, So we kind of assume this is Rory, who, like, April mm-hmm. has made friends with. Right. And Roger breaks in, but Cindy is gone. She gone. I want to say she that gone. everything you- in this house is shitty except for the doorknobs and the locks. They're amazing. They're amazing. Like Just like in Scream with the garage door opener and how it's like a quarter of a horsepower, but it's able to pull. I never remember these names. Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, that's right. That's, it pulls Tatum, um, Tatum and her big boobs up over, but doesn't have any problem. Poor Tatum. Yeah. So much like the, I, much like the garage door opener in that movie and Scream, I would buy that. I would buy these doors these doorknobs as well because they're very effective and that's really where we watch horror movies to see what they use for home improvement and what we can use in our homes Mm -hmm. that's that's the important right so thank you jack very important you're welcome uh (laughs) so brad uh they instruct brad to go get a uv light so that he gets a uv light and they start following her footsteps and they find her essentially she's kind of in the walls a little bit she her footprints go up to the bureau which is what I was calling yeah. it in my notes the entire time, but the wardrobe, yes. Not the wardrobe. The bureau. And they're yeah, like, they're flipping through the clothes, and he's he finally goes to one corner of the wardrobe, mm-hmm. and that's, that's where there's handprints. Yeah, so like they find out, oh, she's like disappeared into this thing. And so uh, something, a line that should be said in this movie more often, turn the lights on. And then he starts ripping that thing apart and, like, finds a little secret passage behind it. Mm-hmm. A little hidey yes, hole. Yes, he does. Which, yeah. A little hidey hole, which is kind of in the walls, right? Like, it's this weird yeah. little in-between room. So, and that, that comes back later. Yeah, so they find Cindy, and then April tells Lorraine, just kind of as a comment, because April's the one that's friends with the ghost, Rory. Um, she tells Lorraine that that is where Rory hides when he's afraid, so. Which... Honestly, kind of made me want to watch a movie about Rory. I'm like, that ghost kid sounds pretty interesting. Hidden in the wall. Sad, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Lorraine puts Cindy's haunted toy in that space, essentially trying to like provoke more ghosties, and she finds a noose. Yikes. And then while she's standing there, the floor breaks under her weight, and she is dumped into the basement, essentially, right? She falls like three or four stories or whatever. It's crazy. And she breaks nothing onto a cement floor, and she's fine. Yeah. Okay. Lorraine has bones of steel. And Ed is freaking out. He's trying to find her. He's like banging on walls. He's running downstairs. Yeah, and... he 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 does not know she has fallen all the way to the bottom. He thinks she, she's like yeah. on the first floor in the walls. So he's down there pounding on the walls, trying to trying to find out where she's at. And Lorraine has a flashlight magically because Lorraine does not just use matches. She has a flashlight. Smart cookie. She's smart. Smart lady. Yes. So she starts looking around, and then she's hearing something. She hears. Um, she made me do it. So she. Holds up the toy, the haunted, creepy jack and roll jack-in-the-box toy, and, like, looks in the mirror, and she can see the ghost of this woman who's crying, and she's holding, like, this dead little boy in her arms, and she's like, she made me do it, she made me do it. Um, Which was fucking creepy, by the way. Yeah. And then there is just a body on a noose that falls in front of her, so we kind of get the idea that once the ghost who killed her child... Once uh, she comes to, then she hangs herself. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see, like, that's how Bathsheba kills her people. She possesses the mom, kills the children, and then that person hangs themselves. And if that's the case with Caroline, she's mm-hmm. got a long time to be doing this. They got a lot of kids. <laughs> Caroline's going to be living for a while. Yeah. That was dark. The ghost almost <laughs> doesn't know what kid to start with either because, you know, they're kind of jumping around a little bit true it keeps hopping from kid to kid so then lorraine like i think lorraine screams when the body falls on the noose and ed figures out that lorraine is in the basement so he lets her out and then she comes upstairs and she's like the entity is possessing the mother that's what's happening yeah she's like i figured it out as she's like covered in soot and uh the ghost has also like pulled her necklace off so the her her necklace is down in the basement and that comes back in here a little bit too yeah True. And then we just look at the girls in the room and Andrea starts getting like pulled around by her hair by this random ass ghost. It's just, just like, yeah, like it was scary, but like for what? Like for YZs. Like she's just getting yanked around the room by her she, hair. She's cleaning the floor. She's a Swiffer. I oh, and then like Ed just grabs a bunch of scissors and like cuts her hair. Which that is hilarious to me. Also, like, <laughs> excuse you. You know how long a hair takes to grow for some people? Yeah. I'm just going to chop that what shit off. Fuck? God. Ed, with your short ass hair. And also, anyway. it's it's a funny visual. To, to Yeah, this is going to work on a podcast, people. Just imagine what I'm doing here. Yeah. They, they yeah. literally just chop a hair off. So that means the ghost is just holding like a little bit of hair. And when the scissors cut mm-hmm. the hair, it's like, oh, I'm, done. I'm done now. Wow. No more <laughs> okay. Swiffer. Okay. Right. I'm yeah. done. Okay. So Ed is like looking over to Drew and he's like, was that enough footage? So they get the footage off to this random ass priest who's like, well, the kids aren't baptized oh and the family's not Catholic. God. Send that fucking guy to hell. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, and then Ed and Lorraine are like, well, yeah, but this family's going to fucking die. Can you like expedite this request? So the priest is like, well, I guess I can call the Vatican and push it through. Yeah, he's As gonna... a favor to you guys. What the fuck? <laughs> I think he's just a little 
scaredy bitch and has never done an exorcism, and he doesn't want this to fall on. He doesn't want to have anything to do with this. He I think that's what's going on. <laughs> also, does the Vatican have like a red phone that's like a direct line Is to the Pope? I want that. The Pope signal. Just well, a I don't big want to call the Pope, but I just want a red phone. You want a red phone? Okay. I just want a red phone to call whoever the fuck I want. Oh, yeah. only you can make the calls. Yeah, I only don't me. Like that. What if someone needs to reach you? Oh, instead? I do. <laughs> <laughs> So Lorraine is, but they're back at the house or something. And Lorraine like sees a vision of Judy dead in the water, like dead in the lake, just kind of floating by her. And Lorraine freaks the fuck out, calls her mother from the parents' house. And is like, mom, I just need you to check on Judy. I'll tell you why in a minute. Just tell me she's okay. And then Judy's fine. And Ed's freaking out. And Lorraine's like, I think it was a warning. Like this entity is coming after our child as well. Uh, which is true, that that does happen. It does. Lorraine is a smart cookie, as we said already. Oh, and then they meet with the priest. I got the order wrong. It's yeah, it's, it's flip flop. But hey, you know what? Ashley is Whatever. a superb editor. I know that from the uh, portfolio, e-portfolio. He said, "Pretty fucking rad." Fucking rad. Yeah, fucking rad. So, but then we do go over to Judy who is just kind of wandering the house alone and it's like raining and thundering outside. And then she is just kind of wandering and then the lights go out. What? She gets the same treatment as Christine. She's like sleeping and then gets her foot tugged on or whatever and gets almost pulled out of the bed. So That's it's like, how she wakes up. Yeah, that part. it's like almost a replay of what the ghost was doing to Christine. So she's walking around the house and then like, the lights are slowly going out until she's in the darkness, which scary, scary yeah. now as an adult, let alone as a kid. And her, um, her dad's evil room is open. The door is open. So we're like, yeah, you know what? This is to my point earlier. You're going to keep a wooden door is, is the only barrier between your child, your only child and every yeah. single fucking evil thing in the world. What they is wrong with parents you? of the year? That's for sure. So she she runs into her room, I think, and um, she shuts the door. And then there's like this huge kind of like with the Annabelle knocking, like there's this huge booming, like do do do, like knocking on the door. And she's freaked out, obviously. And then the light, her lamp shuts off, so she's in the dark. And then she turns because she can see the rocking chair is moving, and Annabelle's just kind of there in profile and then the Annabelle doll turns and stares at her and like poor little Judy who's she's gotta be like 10 at the most she's little she's just like pounding on the door like Nana Nana help me and Nana's like sleeping through all this shit like Nana what the fuck don't take an Ambien before you watch me (laughs) I thought so who is the so okay Annabelle doll when she looks into the evil room, the Annabelle doll is missing from the case. So that is like kind of her mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, something's happening. Who yeah. is the Annabelle doll sitting on? Who Whose lap is she, the doll sitting on in the chair? She was just sitting in the chair by herself, wasn't she? Am I insane? Was she on a – I might have missed that. I was taking a lot of notes. But maybe she was sitting on like Bathsheba's lap then. Is it Bathsheba? It, it, I think it is because she kind of looks uh, – you don't see her face. You just see the back of her head. But she's like – um, rocking and instead yeah. of Beth turning, the doll turns to look at Judy, which is crazy. It's, it's creepy. It was creepy. So then, yeah, thank you. That's a good point. 
So Judy is screaming, calling for Nana. Nana finally wakes up, tries to open the door, and then she keeps yelling like, Judy, unlock the door, okay. which like made me irrationally angry. Like, wouldn't you think she'd do that if she could, Nana? Like, think of something else. Sid, what, what, I'm sorry, what, what you're overlooking is that the door is locked from both sides. It's, I was just so? kidding. That was a joke. No, it, how does oh. the door lock from both sides? <laughs> I don't know. They're both, or they're both like negating what trying to turn it because they're both fighting against each other. They're just both turning the door. It's just hilarious, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Judy, poor Judy is just terrorized in this room with this haunted doll and this horrible ghost screaming, and her nana's like, "Unlock the door, Judy! Shut the fuck up, Nana!" So um, Ed and Lorraine pull up and immediately run inside, and Ed's like, "Nana, get out of the way! Judy, get out of the way!" And he like busts the door down and uh saves saves judy yeah he like pulls judy out of the room and the chair like immediately just like it's hurled where they were just at and it like shatters into a billion pieces something throws the chair at them which was creepy yeah and then ed you know because he's like wow that doesn't make a lot of sense a chair just threw itself at me i bet there's something from my evil room that's missing that caused this so he goes back down there (laughs) annabelle doll is back in the case um, I just want to pause. Yeah. I want to pause one more time here, Sid. Oh, let's pause. Let's yeah, just one. I'm just time. one more time. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Do you think the Warrens have to take out an extra insurance policy for this fucking evil room that they have in their house? Um, I don't feel like insurance covers ghosts oh? and possessions. I don't. Oh? I don't feel like. They do. I don't think so. Well, if mm-hmm. I was their neighbor, I would want to know about this room. Mm. I would want to know if I live on the same block as an evil room. Um, if I were the Warrens and I was your neighbor, I wouldn't tell you shit. Why? I'd be so nice to them, though, to my neighbors. Uh-huh. Well, first sure I'd be like, would. you're never home. You leave your 12-year-old daughter here by herself all the time. And that's why I wouldn't tell you dick. I'd be like, that judgy motherfucker who lives None next door, business. you don't tell him anything. I bet he's not even baptized. He's probably not even baptized. I'm going to take that guy to ghost court. Mm. Ghost court, baby. Honk, honk. Honk, uh, honk? Yes. Honk, I don't know. We're all making noises. <laughs> the law and order for Ghost yeah, Court. The bump, honk, bump. honk. Honk, honk. <laughs> okay, so Roger, I think everyone was going to stay at the hotel. Mm-hmm. So Roger is there with the girls and Carolyn, but he must have had to go run an errand because when he pulls up, Andrea's like, Mom just took Christine and April, the two youngest girls, to the house. Well, she took them somewhere. We don't know where she went, but she wouldn't answer our questions. Um, so Roger's like, fuck, something's wrong. So he calls Ed and Lorraine, who are like, oh, you know, she's taking she's taking them to the house to murder them. Like, go to the house. We'll, be, we'll meet you there. Just drive into that dangerous situation. We'll meet you there. Hopefully we beat you. Hopefully we beat you. Huh? Well, I mean, it's to save his children but, and, and his wife. But, 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 but yes. Also, thank you for pointing that out. Yes. Call the police. I don't know. What the fuck are the police going to do? Be like, you guys look haunted. And just shoot the place up. Okay. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. Yo, man, that looks haunted as fuck. Haunted as fuck, boy. We're going to write you a ticket and take you to ghost court. Bop, bop. Sorry, I can't let it go. Ghost Court's too good. <laughs> Ghost Court's amazing. I want that show. Uh, so, yeah, Ed is going to head out, and he doesn't want Lorraine to come because, 
again. That's just <sighs> what he keeps doing. But uh, Lorraine's like, listen, motherfucker, this thing just came after our child. I'm going with you. I'm not staying here by myself. We're a team. Which, fair. We're a duo. We're a team, dummy. So Brad meets, Brad, the police officer, meets Ed and Lorraine at the door. And Brad shoots the door open, essentially, which is very handy. Yeah. Fuck doorknobs. Fuck doorknobs. And they find Caroline in the basement with these huge scissors and she's about to stab the shit out of christine yeah and roger is magically there too so now it's roger brad ed lorraine who are all trying to save christine from caroline yes so they essentially are able to wrestle christine away from caroline and lorraine throws a sheet over caroline's head because she is just beating the fuck out of all these huge dudes which made me laugh and it's um, it's spooky because she has a sheet over it's spooky. She does. <laughs> yes. She also takes a bite out of Brad's neck before they get the sheet over her. Yeah. Chomping the on the meathead. Chomp, chomp. She did chomp on the meathead. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> so they get a sheet over. <laughs> Crunch. They get a sheet over Caroline and then they tie her to the chair. No, at first. At first, they get a sheet over her, and they're trying to take her out of the house so that they can take her to the priest to perform the exorcist. They got her upstairs, and they got her to the threshold, but the spirit, you know, didn't want want her to go, so it started burning her face, and it pulled her back into the basement. That's right. And then they tried to get the sheet on her, and she chomped on a meathead. Yep. Took a big old bite. Chomp, chomp. You're right. Step into a meathead. (laughs) I I jumped ahead. I'm sorry. Thank you, Ashley. Thumbs up, brr. So, yes, she can't leave the house. Thumbs up. Okay. The spirit spirit won't let her leave the house. It, like, burns her skin if she tries. So they can't make it to the priest. So they get her downstairs, tie her up. And Ed's like, I... We don't have time to get to the priest. She's going to die. I'm just going to do the exorcism. And Lorraine's like, cool, got it. I'll get the book. And he's like, I'm not doing it with you in the room. And Lorraine's like, do the fucking exorcism. We got to get this done. On our wedding night? <laughs> they have like a weird wedding uh, joke. Wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this kind of gets a little choppy because Drew is trying to find April. Like he's looking around trying to find April. Yeah. And then it keeps jumping from that back to the basement. What were you gonna say? Uh, no, I just like the the whole Drew line of like April. And he's yeah. just he's just walking around the house and really doesn't hear anything until it's convenient for the plot to line up with what they're doing downstairs. It was a little unnecessary. So, I kind of didn't even write that in my notes because, like, it comes back later. But it's like we can explain it then, I guess. But yeah, it is very jumpy. It's like you get to see him for yeah. two seconds, say April, and then you go straight back downstairs. Yeah, you're essentially supposed to take away that Drew is still looking for April the whole time, but it doesn't really matter until it's suddenly relevant to the plot, mm-hmm. like Jack said. Yes. Yeah, so now Ed is going to perform the exorcist, Sism. Hooray! Hooray! And. Caroline is trying to fight off the demon, but it's very clearly winning. Um, and she's just, like I said, Lily Taylor is a great um, actress because she is just committing to the screaming, the voices, the thrashing around. Yeah. It's got to like be a lot of physical work. Yeah. So Ed starts the exorcism and uh, Caroline screams and like shatters all the glass behind her and like all these shelves and everything shaking. And, and it, it's because Ed throws a little bit of holy water on her. Yeah, she does not like holy water. And she's like... And then, of course, Ed, the novice exorcist, drops the bottle of holy water, and then oh, it just yeah. shatters, and then it's like, okay, 
Now what are you going to do, buddy? Isn't that part of your whole shtick? You're, you kind of lost one of your weapons here. I think it's supposed to highlight that, like, Ed's never done oh, an exorcism yeah. before. He's only assisted. Yes. And so, but yeah, you're right. He does drop the holy water like a dummy. Like a Holding holy water is hard, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's only assisted before. <laughs> oh he's only stood by when the priest held the holy water. <laughs> Okay. He's never had to hold it before. I can't pull over any farther. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. So it's clear that, like, anyways, it's clear that the How exorcism is taking. Stop. God damn it. Do you use all your fingers? I think you pinch it with your pinky. It is. That is the ultimate pinky out drink. If you were going to drink holy water, right? Like fancy. What? Where are you going? It is clear. It is clear that the exorcism is taking a toll on Caroline. And us. Well, yeah, clearly. <laughs> Me Especially and Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you and Ashley. Roger wants Ed to stop the exorcism because it's hurting Caroline. And Lorraine's like, this is a battle for her soul. And Caroline barfs up blood. Um, Very similar to uh, Poltergeist, where... Craig T. Nelson is like, oh, beat and stop doing that to my wife. And they're like, we told you it was oh. going to be rough. So, yeah, another dumb right. husband moment. Uber. Yeah. And then uh, Ed's like, Bathsheba, show your face. And then, like, the sheet rips open and we see Bathsheba's real face. And it's, it's terrifying. And there's blood everywhere. There's a lot of blood. And then I like this. This is another effective use of sound because then all the screaming, all the noise, all the motion just stops. And everything's really quiet for a minute. And, like, they're holding their breath, and you as the audience member are holding your breath. And you're like, oh, okay. Did we did we do it? Did we win? And then the chair starts to levitate. And you're like, ah, no, we did not win. It, it, and then. Uh, is this a demon thing? And the, No, let me finish. And then the chair turns upside down and, like, hits the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's like, oh, God. And Roger's like, let her go. And then the chair drops. And then. Caroline is like dropped on the ground. Now what, Jack? Is extremely yes, slow and weak levitation a demon thing? Every Stop. every time. It's like, look how slowly I can move. I'm so in control. I'm barely moving this up in the air. And then I'm sorry, Sid. I look like I'm look like I'm hurting your It was creepy. It was creepy when she was got turned upside down because I thought the thing was just gonna let her drop on her head and she'd be dead. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Fair. So when they're like, "Drop it, drop it," I'm like, "You're not gonna, you're not actually wishing drop for that." It, drop it. Like, do you even then, lift evil spirit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the spirit drops a wardrobe and almost kills Ed. Moving on. You jerks. Where are my notes? God damn it. I, I also want to point out that the birds start their... No! The yes, birds start do. their dive-bombing attack ball. again, and now it's like literally the birds, the movie, I think. I've never seen it. Oh, we should watch that one. It's a good one. So, yes, the birds start dive-bombing the house, committing suicide, um, and then Caroline starts laughing and telling everyone that they're going to die. Yikes. Especially to Roger, who is, like, trying to hold her. He just She just turns to him and, like, yeah. you know, yeah. So, You're going to die. die. And then Caroline, like, Drew figures out that April is under the floorboards in, in that weird in space. Inside the house? I don't know what the hell is going on here. Yeah. 
It, well, and it gets dark, so it's kind of hard to see what's happening in some sections. Mm -hmm. Some people are running around yelling, and you're like, oh, I don't know. I guess she found her. Yeah. So Caroline finds April, essentially, and she's, like, really super pumped to murder her youngest child. She's like, fuck yeah, let's go. This kid's annoying. I'm going to murder the shit out of her. And then Ed is up in the kitchen, and he is yelling at Bathsheba. He's condemning Bathsheba, like, back to hell, murr. I don't know if Ed's in the kitchen. Lorraine's in Lorraine's the kitchen. Lorraine's in the kitchen, um, and she can, like, reach down and touch... Um, and touch Caroline. Caroline on the head. Yeah. But, like, so both Roger and Ed are, like, on either side of her, because they couldn't fit in the narrow crawl space that, That's what it that is. Caroline crawled Only, through. Only Caroline and April can fit right. in there. But they're all, like, because surrounding they're... her just can't get to her basically yeah like because they're tall men and she is a short woman and april's a child yes so yeah you're right thank you ed is condemning Bathsheba back to hell and lorraine can reach down through the hole in the floorboards in the kitchen that drew created thanks drew and touch caroline on the head and she's essentially like appealing to her humanity she's like you know remember the picture on the beach like this is your family um Come back to yourself, essentially. Like, you don't want to do this. Saved by the beach. I was saved by the beach once. Hell yeah. Holy brah. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Oh, that was, that was a weird noise. That was, like a, that was <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, I got saved by the beach, too. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> We're going to finish this fucking episode. So, we're close. The ocean is my holy water. <laughs> So Lorraine appeals to fucking Caroline's humanity and Caroline's like, you're right. I love my kids. And then she barfs up Bathsheba and then she's fine. There you go. Ta-da. For uh, liking this movie a lot, Sid, you really seem like you want to get over with this. Movie. I like this movie. What I do not like is a constant interruption. Okay, I'm sorry. No, okay. <laughs> my God. No, it's fine. Um, it sounds like it. That. I mean, she, shut up. Why are you being so mean to me this episode? You are being extra mean this episode, Jackery. Mm. You're like, hang loose, everybody. Come on. Being mean. <laughs> so she does kind of like barf up the ghost. Yeah. And then she comes back to herself. And then it's just kind of the next day. Yeah. It's like, like we it. don't really see anything. It's like, oh. So Caroline has this moment where she apologizes to April and she's like, I'm so sorry. I would never try to murder you even though I did. And I love you. Uh, Can't really trust mom right April's, now. No. Right. Like April's fine. She's like, okay, that, that's cool. Like mom tried to kill me. No biggie. And then Ed and Lorraine walk out and they just kind of survey the scene and they're smiling. And April brings up that necklace that Jack mentioned earlier that uh, Lorraine lost. April finds it and hands it back to her. And then Roger and Ed have this weird, like, patriarchal moment where they stare over their wives' heads to each other and just kind of, like... They nod, like, manly. we did it. We saved our family. And they nod at each other. Yeah. It's all about family. It's all about family. It's a Fast and they Furious did. movie here now. Yeah. And then Lorraine and Ed go back home. Mm hmm And they, they put the uh, creepy haunted object in their museum. Add yes. one more to the hoarding collection. <laughs> this fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, yes. They just went through the worst moments of their lives and like let's bring that fucking yeah. thing back to our house <laughs> idiots oh idiot god. god so uh ed and lorraine are off on their next case tomorrow and then we zoom in on the toy 
as the mirror pops up and then you can just kind of see it slowly spinning and then there's like a shadow that appears and then that's the movie. Okay, I didn't see anything. So I was like, what was the purpose of that? So the, was it like I cuz I thought the Annabelle doll face was going to be in that or something, but It's like a subtle shadow. Okay. okay. But yeah, there's there's not a lot there. Then we get some bullshit. Yeah, we get some bullshit happy quote from Ed and Warren about how all this shit was real or whatever. It's like, okay. Okay. Jack loved this movie so much. But they did have a lot of old photos, which was kind of cool. I like that. I love that good smelling paper. That's all I loved. No, honestly, this this movie was fine. There was some scary parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if honestly, if the Warrens weren't real people and they were just made up for this movie, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. yeah. It, which is fair. Like, I, I think you were saying you've done some research and found out that they're not great people. So I, I think that's totally a fair take. Yeah. And they can't say anything about it now, so it doesn't matter. They're both dead. Let's move on to alcohol. Yeah. Who are we getting drinks? <laughs> okay. So, the drink I picked. And who is our final film? Is it the whole family? It, it's the whole family, but I kind of feel like Caroline went through the most shit. So, I feel like she deserves it the most. Yeah, I think, like, Caroline and April. Because April, ha- like, rolls with every punch. Yeah. She's fine with having an, an invisible fr- or imaginary friend. She's cool with almost getting murdered by her mom. Well, and Christine. Um, like, Christine gets haunted in her room, and then her mom tries to murder her with That's scissors. true. She was there, too. Yeah. So mom and the two the, daughters. Yeah. I'm going to say pretty much everything but dad. But Roger. <laughs> Fuck you, Roger. Um, what I would give them. So there is a particular drink here that I'm going to bring up. If I can mm-hmm. find. There it is. Um, it's called Harridan Vodka. And it oh. is a it was a limited batch release, and they made six hundred and sixty six bottles of it. Of course, six six BB. And it's called the Paranormal Reserve because what they did is that oh. each of these bottles rested in the occult museum that Ed and Lorraine Warren opened what? and ran. So these bottles are fucking haunted, basically. Whoa! I didn't know that. That's a damn good find. And even better, the one we're going to drink tonight with our final oh. films is oh. actually the 666th bottle produced, which was then put inside Annabelle's original protective case for 30 days. So it's even more fucking haunted than the rest of the... Are you serious? People really did this? Yes. And this bottle cost $13,000, the one that was the Annabelle. I bet it does. The other ones were <laughs> 200 bucks. But Dang. God, I wonder who that money's going to. Anyway. Those ghosts are expensive. Mm-hmm. Put so, spirits in your spirits, man. Dude, hey. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So anyway, yeah, some real spooky. Uh, not to re-traumatize wow. this entire family and all the people that survived, but guess what? You get yeah, to have yeah. some spooky, some real, real spooky vodka. Spooky. Um, also, I should have gone first because that's way cooler than what I have. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. I wanted to uh, to avoid what happened last time where you said your drink and I was like, shit, that's what I had lined up, which had not happened before. Uh, well, we definitely do not have the same drink. Oh, okay. My drink is not nearly as cool as Jack's, but um, I got it from glassofbubbly.com and they have, well, this is from this year, October 17th, 2023. So someone made a drink for The Conjuring, which is kind of fun. So this drink is called The Conjuring. Um, I'm just scrolling through because they have like a lot of notes about it, but I don't really think you actually need the notes. 
So here, the actual drink is called The Conjuring, and it has Gosling's Black Seal Rum, chili and ginger syrup, lime juice, and sparkling wine. So you grab a single rocks cocktail glass and fill it with ice. You pour in 60 milliliters of Gosling's Black Seal Rum, 30 milliliters of chili and ginger syrup. Add one cup of peeled and sliced fresh ginger, one jalapeno chili, whole but pierced with a skewer several times, one cup of dark brown sugar. Holy cats, this Ooh. is a quite the drink. Uh, one cup of water, and then you simmer that for 30 minutes. You strain it, and then that's what you pour in there. And then you do 15 milliliters of lime juice, 30 milliliters of sparkling wine, and you garnish it with a wheel of lime and slice of ginger. I would drink that. I would just to know what that tastes like, because that's a lot of conflicting flavors. Lime juice, um, right? brown lime sugar, juice, ginger. and jalapeno? Yeah. Well, that's crazy. I'm wondering if the sugar is just to kind of like balance out all that spicy. <laughs> right. So you can actually mm-hmm. drink it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, well, I'm sorry you uh, didn't like it. it no, it, it, it was okay. I know, I understand what you're saying about the actual people, and that kind of colored it for you. Yeah, again, it's just this weird thing where it's like these movies have like an agenda to like I don't I don't know yeah. it's it's really weird I, I don't I don't I don't care for that message or that 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 feeling I get watching these movies. But overall, yes, there was some scary stuff. They did a very good job of like mm-hmm. building the tension um, over a long period of time, but they still did it very mm-hmm. well. So give them that. Yes, they did. Well, oh, I think we have an email, don't we? <gasps> that yes. one of us definitely pulled out. Yeah. No, I've got an email here. We got a, got an email from Steve. Sounds a pretty cool guy. Uh, let's see. He says, love you guys. Love the podcast. Damien's mom was a jack- Damien from Omen. Damien's mom was a jackal born through some sort of oh. satanic ritual or something. The method oh, of birth has ooh. never stayed. Okay, well, I'm, I made a lot of guesses in that last episode, so I apologize <laughs> to the the uh, Omen researchers out there, the Omen fanfic people. I don't know. I would read the fuck out of Omen fanfic. That's amazing. <laughs> the child. The child. Bring forth the child. Bring forth the child. Well, uh, Steve, thank you for your email. Yeah, thank we you. very much appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Uh, if you would like to email us and tell us uh, how we fucked up a movie, which <laughs> we appreciate, too many, too many or or <laughs> or movie suggestions or booze suggestions or just whatever, if you just want to say hi, um, we are at finalfempodcast at gmail dot com. That's all one word, all lowercase. You can also find us on our Instagram at finalfempodcast. Is it podcast? Is it just Final Femme? It is Final Femme Podcast. Again, all one word, all lowercase. Follow us there for updates. And um, yeah, reach out to us. Uh, We have a fun kind of something coming up. We are, when we're recording this, we're coming up on the holiday season. So soon I will be in the same place as Jack and... Uh, Ashley, because I guess Ashley lives in town with us too. How cool is that, Ashley? Hell yeah. And uh, we just might be recording in person soon. So that's exciting. Yeah, and I'm I'm so afraid to be around Sid in person because yeah. I she owes me so many punches. 
so many punches. I say, Jack is going to be within striking distance, and I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to look like Caroline after this. I'm hey. fucking psyched, bro. Hope I live to to get to the recording. You know. Don't you worry. You will. You will, Ashley. Uh, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 We'll definitely see you there for sure. For sure. Jack, can I talk to you in the uh, in the other room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna anyway. go take a dip in that holy water of the ocean. Oh God. Uh. So yeah. Yeah. So tune in next time. Our um next podcast episode in the studio is going to be the lighthouse and then tune in for our in-person surprise holiday episode where we haven't picked the movie yet but it's gonna be great maybe we'll have ashley pick it maybe we'll have ashley pick it that'd be rad man until next time see you later friends bye goodbye